It'll work. It'll work. All right, that's <clears throat> All right cool. Everybody, welcome to the first ever pre-podcast, I guess. Pre-podcast. This is podcast. the world's biggest little podcast world's coming to you podcast. from Reno, Nevada. You yeah. know it. Where we are happily. Where we are comfortable. Happily coming to you guys and letting you guys know what is up. So let's just get right into it. Our buddy Stevie right here, he got into a little... Uh, <laughs> Car accident on the way over. We we are your hosts. (laughs) First of all, it's like we don't want. We're not talking to a bunch of ghosts. Okay, (laughs) so we have Stevie, Adney, and Chris Smith. I'm Chris. Hello. So let's get into on it. On the way over to start this recording, our first ever recording, okay, our little buddy Stevie got into a bit of an accident on the road. Yeah, they, t- they texted me, told me, don't read this text, um, don't get in a car accident, come over for the podcast. And I read all three of those. Back crashed. <laughs> crashed somebody. Back with somebody. Um, no, I was driving down the road. And what's fucking stupid? Yeah, I was driving. I was actually driving. It was on the road. Um, what's so dumb about it is the fact that I'm I'm leaving my haircutting place. I'm I have this chick I'm meeting up with tonight. Oh, the setup for this joke. Oh, dude, <laughs> meeting up with a chick, and I'm like, okay, what do I what do I need? I'm, I'm looking fine. I got fucking haircut, everything like that. And I said, I'm gonna I gotta go get a new T-shirt. Where can I go to get new T-shirts at? And I thought Target. <laughs> Why not go to Target? They have the white T-shirts. It'll be cheap. Blah, blah, blah. This story so I go so down hard. the wrong fucking side of the road. This is the English patient of fucking car accident stories. All right, it's a great story. Calm down, Andy. Jeez, go. Just right, let him finish. So I'm going down the, I'm <laughs> driving. I missed the my, missed my turn for my fucking the freeway, so I have to go to the other fucking freeway down Plum. If everybody knows where I'm living, you know. Um, and yeah, some guy stopped at a red light, and I wasn't fucking paying attention really because I was reading their texts. No. Uh, <laughs> You literally got into a wreck because you. Were no, no, no. I'm. Uh, that's just for the podcast. Can't be a sick of comedy. Was <laughs> about the, the, how no, um, a guy. No, <laughs> so amazing. No, it kept. It, yeah. This guy kept doing the uh, the fucking stop and go, stop and go, oh, and then they started like, going. Yeah, yeah. Stop. And then he started going. So then I started going, and he immediately fucking. Hella fucking fast. Got and so, dude. Like, it, like Dave Chappelle with Oprah? Yeah. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Dude. Oh, oh man. So, yeah, it's, it sucked. And then when I was, I was like, he, we pull over, start talking. He's like, oh, nothing wrong with mine. I'm like, yeah, obviously. Look at it. Fucking, there's one scratch, dude. What kind of car was he driving, by the way? He was driving a Jeep. Uh, well, not not one of the ones that Adam has, like an actual. Uh, I got smashed into by a cunt in the Jeep, too. Dude. Same, same fucking. Jeep's will fuck you up. This is. But that's not the end of it. Is it? No, that's no. not the end. After so I'm dr- I get out of the car, I talk to him, and he goes, yeah, well, I'll call my uh, insurance tomorrow. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll call mine as well. And I thought it would be fine. I'm like, all right, maybe I don't have to call. Maybe I'll be okay. So I, I'm driving. I notice that my, um, I actually pull up the hood because it's like, it's like crumpled in on itself. So I pulled it up just to make sure I could still pull my hood up. And then I realized that it's not, it won't connect to the actual fucking uh, latch. Yeah, so um, then I start driving a little bit down the road. I'm like, oh, before I get on the freeway, I should make sure that uh, the fucking hood doesn't come up. Smart. So I get out of the car. I take my uh, take a little piece of electric equipment, and I wrap it around the hood. And it seems fine. I'm stretching on it. Seems okay. And then jumping on the freeway. It came up in the middle of the fucking drive. Luckily, my windshield wipers. Dude, I was hitting like 60. No, I had my windshield wipers up. My windshield wipers were wiping. And when the fucking hood came up, the windshield wipers were up. And they stopped the fucking. Yeah. Imagine that. Fuck, dude. 
You should, you should frame those windshield wipers in. That happened to me with my Focus, because I, I got into a crash, I rear ended somebody, it was totally my fault. It wasn't an accident, I wasn't paying attention, but uh, yeah, I ran into the back of him, and then <clears throat> I'm trying to drive it off the road, because it was like in the middle of a very, very big street, and I got to like 15 miles an hour, and it said, bam, smashed my window, glass shattered everywhere. I was like, oh, oh damn, that shit was crazy. Dude. So going 50, um, yeah. I thought for sure it would be fucked up, but man, you got pretty lucky. Dude, the windshield wipers saved my, and I don't even believe in windshield wipers. Like, Yo, they don't, <laughs> <laughs> even if it's raining outside, <laughs> like, I don't see windshield wipers. I don't see color. I don't see windshield wipers. Um, they saved me, dude. They saved my fucking ass. That's, that's like, what? How does that happen? And I, what sucks is said, right? first accident, first accident. Uh, getting into person like driving. So I've been in a couple accidents. First thought when you first hit him, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Uh, dude, Fuck, oh right? no, insurance well, is going up. Well, yeah, but I'm not fully covered, so I'm like, okay, my car's fucked. It looks fucked. My first thought was probably. Like, I, I got to tell everybody about, I got to tell my boss about this at work, because he's like, 2015 was a shit year, man, I can only get better, right? Nah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, 2016's your year, dude. It's totally good. Dude. Like, dude. Dude. And it's just like, I have my, my, that's my vacation, I have to watch cancel vacation. Oh, you can't watch yours? Why isn't yours staying on? Oh, there you go. Just watch your levels to make sure we don't peak. Yeah, yeah. If you peak, then it just so sounds like shit, right? First. Yeah, so we gotta make sure we know what the fuck we're doing, folks. So just make, making it easy on your guys' ears and whatnot. Um, it's good stuff, man. Adney, have you been in an accident or what? I've been in several. Uh, my back is still fucked up from first. Is there... I wonder on the is age there a of Mrs. 18... Adney? <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> is there a Mrs. Adney? I wonder on the ages of 18 to 25 if there... Like, how many, like, percentage-wise of us are actually getting in accidents? Because I guarantee you it's at, like, 80%. Yeah, the youngs like yeah, that's. And I would love to know like, whose fault is it really? <laughs> and, you and like, okay, I understand. Like, there's a lot of dudes our fucking age who are reckless. They drive like more. The reason why, Chris, Chris, <laughs> the reason why they make our insurance more expensive is because a lot of young douchebags are like, I'm gonna go 100 down this residential neighborhood and try and show off and do fucking donuts and go tray sliding and shit like that. But like, but it's just such fucking bullshit for everyone else, and it's like. And it's pretty bad. All the accidents the I was in were like assholes rear-ending me. Like the first one, the reason my back is fucked up, my dad was driving. We stop at a fucking huge intersection. It's a huge intersection. We're stopped there for like a few, a couple of beats, and then, and then all of a sudden, my, my I hear my dad go, "Oh fuck!" And he tries to turn as fast as he can, but then, bam, slammed the back of us. It was this young. <laughs> young Asian woman. It was. No. It was that's, that's why I started. <laughs> it's a, it was a young like Asian girl. Like, I'm gonna say 19. We're driving like a, her parents' fucking newer BMW, and she tried to take off, but her car was too fucked up, and she had to pull over. And uh, like she tried to I, actually take off, like not even get out. She's trying to get out, and like my dad was like, "Where the fuck is she?" And like saw her, you know, pull fire, and like my back is not. Like my throughout my back several times since then doing nothing like lifting like working at a fast food place picking up a box of straws my back threw out and I couldn't move during work and I had to take three five hundred milligram Vicodin to get through the rest of the day. That's crazy. Like, that doesn't that doesn't help. My back that masks <laughs> Adney. <laughs> I don't wonder why my back's still hurting because I'm taking drugs to try to mask the fucking pain. Yeah. Oh no, drugs, drugs are good. Drugs are good. That's there are drugs that help with like drugs the inflammatory situation, but uh, like those opiates just mask the pain. <laughs> I feel fantastic right now. 
Yeah, and we're drinking right now. We're all masking something. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, I think that is, uh, that is well known. I think we're all secretly masking something. I yeah. We all have, like, our little Things just got really deep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> let's all talk about, you know, our personal psychological Masks. problems. For <laughs> okay, let's go, on to, uh, let's go on to the next subject. Let's talk some MMA because I don't want to talk um, about the whole PED thing. And I kind of want to talk to you, Adney, because Adney really is into boxing and I'm really into MMA. I don't hate boxing or anything like that. I love both of the sports. Um, my question is... I got mad respect for both. Uh, me too. My question is, should we allow them to juice? Should we like, allow them to juice? Just say, do the Bill Burr method of put everyone on juice and be like, well, we're all on it, so that's an equal playing field, that kind of thing? Because what's happening right now are these guys that are on juice that are masking it, and they're, they're doing more damage to these other fighters who are mm -hmm. natural, mm -hmm. and, and I think that that's where the problem lies. Absolutely. What was that uh, that um, the fight that Joe Rogan always brings up? Uh, Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort and uh, uh, dude was just taking him. It didn't bother him at all. Any punches? No, yeah, yeah. and everything. And it's like that's like oh, it seems like the main benefit of just doing regular steroids is you take your your energy level never goes down. The punishment you take just it just keeps coming. So it makes you dangerous. But of course, at the end of the day, when you're in a combat sport, any kind of out of like just. Things that just not—it's not your body doing something. It's you got outside help. Well, you're endangering another man's health. Like I'm not gonna—I don't—I'm not gonna say that. Um, like taking PEDs, whether it's to lose weight, gain muscle, increase your endurance, any of that is quite as bad as let's say Antonio Margarito loading his hand wraps with plaster. It's not what? that bad. So he did that. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Wait, what? Yeah, check. Yeah, listen to this. <laughs> Good story. Yeah. yeah. Um. This like uh. He was caught. We don't know when he started. Throw that out there. But he was caught in January of two thousand and nine. Okay. Um. He had just won the biggest victory of his fucking career in July two thousand eight. Against Miguel Cotto, not like Miguel Cotto was just outboxing him, schooling him, first five rounds. Then it got something a little tough. Fight just turned into a brawl. Miguel Cotto got worn out. He was undefeated at the time, 31 0, 25 knockouts on top of the world, right? Oh, no, uh, 32, I think. Yeah, 32 0. Anyways, besides uh, the point, he just beats Miguel Cotto down, rearranges his entire face, and just makes Cotto crumble in the 11th. I was like, yeah, yeah, this guy's the shit, blah, blah, blah. Next fight, he, he's signed to fight Shane Mosley, who Shane Mosley was beaten by Miguel Cotto the year before that. And everyone's like, oh, well, Shane Mosley's a little bit older. Margarito's going to walk right walk, through him. Margarito's right. a monster. This yeah. guy, he's 147 pounds, but he's like 5'10". He's very... He's super skinny, right? Isn't he like yeah, super he's, lanky he's, and tall? Yeah, yeah lanky, I know he is. He's very tall for the weight. Antonio Margarito. Yeah. Very tall for the weight. But he's not. He doesn't fight like a tall fighter. He just comes at you. He he, yeah. he This guy holds oh. the record for the most punches ever thrown in a twelve round fight. Most punches ever thrown in a twelve round fight. Yeah. By by, by like Antonio Margarito. Yeah. I think it was about fifteen hundred punches he threw. This guy does not get tired. He's a fucking monster, and he has like for a long time the greatest chin in boxing. Like he just nothing hurt him. That's okay. why he was able to wear down Miguel Cotto. So you add all those factors in there. Oh, he's gonna. Walk through Shane Mosley. It's over for Shane. In the dressing room before that fight happened, Shane Mosley's new trainer, Nazim Richardson, because when during a fight, you have the option of while that guy's getting his hands wrapped, you can send one of your guys over there and watch him. 
the state of the athletic commission will send one of their uh, you know one of their guys there to oh, watch so it the as well. The state sends one as yeah, well so as you could say. The Nevada no, it happened in uh, L.A. So the California State mm-hmm. Athletic Commission sent a guy. So he's watching Margarito get his hands wrapped. But Nazim Richardson, Shane's trainer, was there too. And they're both watching him. But Nazim is just like uncomfortable with what's going on. And he's just like, no, there's something wrong with the redo him, redo him. He keeps insisting, redo him, redo him. They're like, fuck it, fine, redo him. He's like, still, no, something's wrong, something's wrong. And then like he's handling, he starts handling the wraps that they took off of him. He's like, just, he just weirded out. And then boom, a fucking block drops out of the hand. A block? What do you mean? Like he describes it as it, it sounded like a block of clay, like a hardened clay just fell onto the fucking ground. He's like, what the fuck is that? And to me, he's just thinking, and Margarito's reaction is just looking at his trainer, Javier Capetillo, just looking over at him, just looking over at him like, uh. Like, not knowing what to do, yeah. not knowing how to react, as if he was like, well, how should I react? Right. And he's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, everyone, like, his trainer, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. They went up and analyzed Someone that. Someone knows. That block, that, that block, they went and analyzed it. It was soaked in plaster of Paris, designed to harden over the course of a fight. What? So it start off soft, right? When you're starting the fight, which kind of adds up, like this is the kind of guy who gets apparently gets stronger as a fight as the goes fight on. goes on. Oh shit! And so you can't. Oh take away shit, the everybody, fact. you listen. To this? <laughs> you can't take away the fact that he did have a great chin. He had great stamina. Yeah, he still got his ass. But, but, like if he's getting but his shit he hands, was wearing are, fucking uh, bricks on his yeah. hands, like fuck you. Soft bricks. And, uh, <laughs> and then as it goes on, hard bricks. But still, besides <laughs> the point. Like, here's the thing. Finally, like they finally sorted out. Basically, Antonio Margarito played dumb the whole time. Javier Capetillo... Did they still played, fight? Uh, Capetillo said yes. Like, after a while, he said, yeah, I did try to did do that. We usually only do it when he's training, though. We only do it when he's training. It's protect his hands. Wait, how does that protect your hands, though? Does it yeah, actually... bricks protect your hands. Yeah, you know that. what? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't watch boxing. I didn't, was... I didn't know that that was a thing. Was like, bricks was... definitely protect yeah. your hands, though. Google that. Like, they they could have canceled the fight, but he was like, no. And Shane, I've been like, no. Let's, let's fight. Let's fight. So that fight goes on, but and without then, those wraps, right? So yeah, he, got his he had three wraps, yeah. and there was nothing. And did he get checked? Did he le- okay, so he got him now the hands not by his trainer. And in the beginning of the telecast, you can hear Jim Lampley, the lamps, right? He's like, he describes the whole controversy. Like, this is what happened. We don't know what's going on. They're worried about it, but okay, the fight's going on. And then Shane just rips this guy a new asshole, Margarito. Like, like I said, legendary chin. This guy just doesn't get hurt. And Shane Mosley just fucking just destroys him and knocks him out same in the ninth way. round. I wonder if he was also like felt like remorse yeah, for getting. All, happened, all, all this happened at welterweight. Yeah, I wonder if like he felt if that that affected mentally affected his fight. Good the point. Fa- Very good. Point. That's what I. It's like that's what a lot of people. He has kind of like, like remorse, to like fuck, I fucking got caught yeah. cheating, blah blah blah. Yeah. So he's not like so he's, he's not like on top of the world anymore. He's yeah. like and he's for not the people, thinking about boxing anymore. He's yeah, thinking about yeah, what's gonna exactly, happen afterwards. Yeah. What's gonna happen afterwards? Your head's not in the game, way. dude. Think about it this way, okay? Everyone listening at home, you've been cheating on your girlfriend, and she texts you, "Hey, we need to talk." Oh. What's your mind going to be on the rest oh, of the day? Shit, it's not going to be on work, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're such gonna, a good analogy, dude. That's kitchen, such a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I've Talking lost, work, I've lost my fingers for less. That's another topic that I wanted to bring up. How do we up. get into that? Oh, that's we're talking about PEDs. <laughs> about work. And um, I recently just got fired <laughs> over a work relationship, which is something that is new to me because I had done all my work. 
Um, there was nothing wrong. Time out, real quick. Production. By work relationships, we don't mean having sex in the workplace. That's not what we're talking about. No, that's I a different mean, discussion. We can get to that later if you want. Correct. But this is different. I'm just talking about your relationship with your coworkers, whether they be male or female, without the sexual tension. And uh, I got fired because this girl didn't like me. That was the only reason I got fired, and I thought that that was some bullshit. And the fact that I had my my numbers were good, everything was good. I was productive, I was accurate, and this is at a DC, a distribution center. So, the actual job I did fine. And there's only nine of us working there, and all the coworkers like me besides one fucking person. And I got fired over one fucking person. Why do, like, you said like, doesn't like the reason like she didn't like you was because you just weren't talkative, right? Right. You listen to podcasts to and stuff. You listen right. to music. It I helps you to get myself. into a rhythm. You've told us about this a million times. Every job you've worked at, you love to have that in your ear. You're learning and you can get into a rhythm. If you're doing like some task where you don't need to be creative, it's good to have that. Yeah. And, Even, I, and I completely understand you 100 fucking percent. It helps me too. So when you said that, like when you first said that someone was giving you trouble, over like not being able to listen to the podcast or anything, I was like, that's like we all got mad. Even yeah. now, it's like music, dude. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Music, dude, pumps me up. It makes me cre- I like if you listen to even that people rhythm. that it are, makes are just me a better yeah, worker. even people that are just creative in general, just creative human beings. Like if you listen to even Joe, like when Joe Rogan talks about it on the podcast, when he's writing comedy, he's listening to music. He he has TV in the background. It's like. He's not sitting in silence. There's things that are there's things that are motivate or there are things that motivate you. Music is one of them. For me, dude, I'll listen to books, I'll listen to audiobooks or podcasts. I'm I'm still doing my job. It actually I'm a big talker. It makes me talk less at work. Yeah, so when exactly. my boss told me you can't have your headphone, you can't have one headphone. It's not two headphones. We're still we're it's still etiquette. We're still fucking being, you know, uh work etiquette. You know, for lack of a better word, uh, being able to listen to those around you while still fucking enjoying whatever entertainment you have in your ear. But for someone to say you can't do that, it's like, okay, now I'm, I'm a talkative person. I'm going to be sitting here talking to others around me. Less work is going to be getting done. I'm not going to try to do less work. It's just the fact that I'm cut off from you know, trying to communicate with people because I'm trying to listen. It, it's not that you listen in one ear and don't listen in the other ear. You're listening in both ears. So whether you have one headphone in, in yeah, one ear. Yeah, if somebody ear, says, hey, Stevie, I'm still you're going to listen. You're gonna zone out of that podcast for a second and be like, oh, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Like I'm, today, for instance, I'm listening to the fucking Joe Rogan podcast, of course. Joe Rogan, shout out. You're my dude. Love you're you, You're probably never going to hear this, but never we love you. This, but whatever. <laughs> Huge fans. Anyways, <laughs> and I'm welding. So I'm, am I sitting there listening to the conversation? No. When I actually start burning rod and I'm actually starting to weld, I'm focused and I'm doing my weld, but the, the noise is still occurring in my ear. And then as soon as I'm done with my weld, I'll look at it and then boom, it's reconnecting right back to Joe. So if I can split my mind like that, doing welding. It goes right back in there. <laughs> Brought to you by Onnit.com. <laughs> <laughs> we got these kettlebells, dude. We got these oh fucking awesome God. kettlebells. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I can do that with welding, if I can sit there and be able to uh, like pick and choose what I'm doing and where my focus is on, if I can do it with welding, then I can do it at a fucking distribution center yeah, exactly. where I'm counting two fucking exactly. markers and where I'm packing a fucking box. You can do it while you're prepping. You can do it, you know, like... Dude, I'm so, prepping. So, I have a fucking sharp knife, man. I'm cooking food. I am, dude. I have. I have. Trying to get at like, what do you dude, mean? I'm, why, I'm, why I'm working with fire. Okay. Yeah, that's the, the whole reason we talked about that was talking about. That's why he listens to headphones during work. And some girl would always try to talk to him, and he was just kind of like either wasn't paying attention or kind of standoffish. 
That's why, she, wanted, I wanted that's why she doesn't like you. That's why she didn't like and him. So that's why she didn't like me. And that's that what in started turn the got me fired. Well, and the that reason it got him fired. Bubble. And because so, now, after since ever since that first occurrence where I wasn't really talking to her and I wasn't really like about it and I was just kind of to myself, she goes and tells the boss that, like, oh, he doesn't like me. So then from day one, she was resentful towards me. So every little thing that I did, she would go and tattletale on me like a fucking eight-year-old. That's not... Whether it be like, oh, he goes to the bathroom. Like, I li- he literally said, oh, you go to the bathroom too much. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, I go to the bathroom just as much as everybody else is. When I, I need to go to the bathroom, like, when I need to use the restroom, I use I've the restroom. Gotten, exactly. Too. I've like, gotten that's that, such like, nonsense. I've got, like, because... Like, at my job, we spend the first five or so hours prepping. There's no service or anything. Work at the restaurant. Nothing's going on. You're not, like... So, during service, I understand you have to go to the bathroom, tell the person next to you, hey, I need to go to the bathroom to cover my station. But if they're just prepping, I gotta go to the bathroom, I'm gonna fucking go. And I got shit because I wasn't telling everyone that I had to go to the bathroom. And it's like, I'm going to the bathroom. Fuck off. Like, I literally made up a story because of my boss. Because he's like, oh, you go to the bathroom too much. And I was like, oh, I have IBS. Do I need to sit here and explain to you that I have IBS and you want me to go through every time that I go to that? And he straight shut the fuck up. So he honestly believed that I have. I don't fucking have IBS. <laughs> IBS by the way. Yeah, I'm confused. Irritable bowel syndrome. Irritable oh, bowel syndrome. Oh shit! Yeah. I was gonna say gonna, something like I have cold. I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> well, because it's like, well, then now what the fuck do you have to say? If I did have IBS and I didn't disclose that information before, it's not like a medical condition. I don't think that's something that I need to put on a job description. Like, oh, I have IBS, even though I don't. So maybe it is because I don't actually have it. So maybe it is something that would be talked about. Like I like I said, I just I just said it to get him off of my back. Or more embarrassing is if like, okay, I suffer from hemorrhoids and I have to go to the bathroom a lot to reapply cream. So and that's very embarrassing. I'm not gonna tell you about that. I'm not gonna tell anyone. It could have been anything. And I, like I suffer that. from hemorrhoids, but I don't apply cream. I go in there and I, I take long shits because I don't wanna bleed. Yeah. Like that's like yeah, what are you in the way, bathroom for so long? Listening I home, bleed. You should never push when you're taking a shit, that's what causes hemorrhoids, is you pushing, holding your breath, going, don't ever do that. Let it come out naturally, everyone. Even when you're constipated, you gotta sit there then. If, if you're your constipated, then you gotta sit there. And it's okay that we're talking about poop, because there's plenty of shit that talks about poop, and poop is funny. Poop is funny. I don't. Yeah, I'm still. I'm still it's, in the poop joke. It is low hanging fruit, but fuck off. It is definitely like low hanging fruit. Eat an apple. People so love poop, j- uh, poop Let's jokes. Let's go to eating ass. Would you ever eat ass? I have. On the, uh, on the first, we've on the first date, on the first date, yeah, dude. And yes, I have too, but I think it's more important. And I would do it again. I want to say that. Okay, back and sell, please get back at me. You're not answering any of my mail. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> get back to your story. Stevie, please tell the good people what, your first date story. Well, first let's date. let's start let's start with first date. You let's start with that everyone talks about. Who says, <laughs> you know, this isn't the. I'm gonna need another. All right, I'm gonna need another beer for this story. Don't introduce this girl to your friends, to your acquaintances. Let's start by saying Adney's sending Kate Beckett so literal mail, not emails. Like he said, you're not answering my I'm mail. Gonna, I thought she would respect. <laughs> She's, anyone, British. Anyone, She's anyone, British. She's British. Anyone could tweet it. She's British. She, she, yeah, she, she respects I, mail. Yeah, British, but so she, she, she keeps wondering, where is this like, guy getting my I fucking address it. from? <laughs> she, that's all she's asking is, has, who's, who's Dadney and why does he have my address? And why do I, I need to? F- I it. Why do I need to feel his magnificent? I don't want to get into this, but uh, 
you know, stop intercepting my mail and reading it and telling the good people at home what I say. There is no pausing it. What do we do? Look at professionals. While Stevie is getting his beer, I just want to go and say to talking about eating ass that I will never eat anyone's ass. I don't care. You can be Jennifer Aniston, yeah, that lady. Kate Blanchett, blank. Also a good one. Wy- different girl. Wy- different. Wy- different. different <laughs> like I don't give a fuck. But who still, you are. definitely. I am yes. not eating your ass. It Kate Blanchett, please, please, please play Hela in Thor Ragnarok. That's what I want to see. I think you'd be amazing in that role. Sorry. It, it could be bleached. It could be fucking baby wipe, baby powder. It could be the cleanest asshole on the earth. I'm still not putting my tongue in it. That's fine. All right, go. Okay. Fine. We're not going to judge you. Damn, let's see. Who? <laughs> the first time I ate ass. Okay, so the first time I ate ass was... <laughs> oh, uh, so oh dude. Oh, my God. It's, it's kind of my thing. You <laughs> <laughs> said it as, like, an old man talking about fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first time I ever fished a big fancy <laughs> 16 pound test. Like you sound like the narrator from A River Runs Through. <laughs> Why don't I want Morgan Freeman to tell his first ass eating story? Oh, <laughs> like, I think that would be awesome. God. And then she got me. <laughs> <laughs> she laid down, she spread her cheeks. <laughs> it was nice. It oh, was sad. <laughs> tell the story. Go on. Tell the it was story. right there on the Mexican River. She uh, walked down. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if it's fucking. Right. <laughs> I wanted to go down that route. Ah, uh, yeah, I went down that route. <laughs> Tell the fucking story. Um, Tell the fucking story. I think I don't remember who I was talking to. It was somebody that was in a relationship. I think it might have been Joel or somebody mentioned because there was there's there's always going to be somebody in the group that ate ass first. You know what I mean? That's like there's going to be that guy, and it's like guys. I got something to tell you. And everyone's like, what's up, dude? And they say, and then everyone's like, oh, oh. And then you have those couple friends that take them aside and be like, so what's up? What did I, like, like, tell me, like, how did it taste? How did it feel? (laughs) He's been eating ass for, or not eating ass, but he's been getting his asshole eaten out for a while. He's been a huge advocate for like a decade. He's been pushing That's it on the group. He's, Joel's he's been pushing it. He's a huge advocate for baby wipes because he don't like Dude, I'm all down. about the baby wipes, dude. It's the I haven't brought baby wipes into the house, That's dude. I didn't even, I didn't have baby wipes in the house. If you don't have baby wipes, your asshole is not clean. I don't care. Like, you either have to take a shower after you poop or use baby wipe. That's the only way. That's the only way. Baby wipes are the ones. They are all the right, ones. Tell the story. We'll okay, go okay, okay. My ex. Okay. Megan? Yes. My oh, ex, Megan. You're not supposed to name names. Satan. Satan. So Satan. Satan came into my house. Lucifer Lou. And by ex, he means uh, ex-wife. Ex-wife. No. Ex-wife. No. I'm gonna say it. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I might have fucked up the sound there. I apologize. That was that was pretty bad. Everyone just took their headphones off. Fucking ringing. So we got we got fucking wasted. I think we were at a bar. I can't remember which friends was telling were you us about. This time or no? no, we were we were just uh, engaged. I think we might have been engaged, but um. So it's not like the first time you guys had sex. You said it was your first. No, date. no, no, no. No, I've done it on plenty of first dates. No, he said this is my the first, first time, he's ever time done it. I've oh, ever done okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, wait, fuck, dude. And I'm my buttles, dude. I'm a chef. My buttles. You're Italian, stinky. bro. Stinky. It's hairy. Like it's do bad. You, do you? 
We showered first. No, I can't. No, fuck no. You ever try to shave your ass away yeah, in the hot sucked. kitchen? I did it one time. Dude, goddamn, it's the worst Dude, feeling in the world. I did it one Dude, time. Yeah. That's that is the most time. evil thing in the world. Yeah, you can't yeah. like. I would, I would never. never shave I feel like if hell was real, all it is is just normal life, and then you have to shave your ass so it has to grow back. <laughs> you have to shave your ass so it has to grow back. Like, like that it. is like, hell, actually, dude. Done, no, dude <laughs> that is my definition of hell. I've done it. I have shaved like the hair. On my inner ass cheeks, your itchy, your thin, your chinny chin chin, huh? Like things, <laughs> things are different. It's like bad. it does, but when those prickles it's cool come at in, first, it is but when they start. Oh, it's cool. It's up, smooth. Oh, dude, that's over. the worst. Wiping. The biggest benefit is wiping, because like, dude, it's so much easier. Shit doesn't get caught in the Wait, hair. Wait, hold on, hold on. Tell the fucking story. <laughs> this is fun though. We can't, okay. Oh. <laughs> we can't stay on one come back topic. to the house. We haven't finished five topics. No, we've yes, we have. We've done seventy-five percent of each. <laughs> okay. Topic. I think I think most most podcasts do that too. Um, no, they go back and finish. They're way better than that. Well, we're I still mean, learning. The, we're the still the learning. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Finish the story. So I go. I bring her home, and we start. We're fucking wasted. We start talking about eating, eating asshole because somebody was talking about it with us, and she actually instead of me going right for her, she goes right for my butthole. I have my foot in the bathtub, like one foot on like the bathtub, like porcelain up top, and then I'm like, yeah, on the rim, and then I'm like leaning on the sink, and she's like on her knees getting down on it, and it was tickling and everything. She did it for like so three minutes, four the minutes. Tongue, tongue this inside? is after shower. Is it just the outside? Or no, just the in? outside. Just the outside. Well, yeah, oh, it's gonna like tickle. Suck it, suck it. I mean, well, oh no, she like just lick. No, they don't suck on the asshole. They just lick it and like tickle. Stick like, the tongue inside. That's like if you're gonna eat a girl out her vagina, are you just gonna go on the outside? No, I'm gonna like. <laughs> no, you're gonna get in. Yeah, get, get in up in. Yeah. yeah, but you don't so, get an, an you do, for butt. You do. Yeah, you do. No, you do. Just you your do. First experience. But this is the first if experience. Okay. If you're serious, like um, <laughs> the last, the, now the last experience. If, if you, you're serious, if you don't take, oaths, if you're not a, if you're not a serious if you person. Take, if you take your oath seriously, if you remember the Night's Watch, you yeah. <laughs> if you tell a girl I eat ass and you go half ass by eating ass, <laughs> you never half ass eating ass. You can't half ass eating ass. <laughs> you can't half ass eating ass. You got a whole ass eating ass. <laughs> You gotta eat the whole ass. You can't have fast eating the whole ass. Alright. Oh man. But that was it. So you, no, guys, you so were yeah, yeah, that was the first time. Did uh, you lick her butthole? I no? did, I did. I licked her butthole. I fucking I did. Which it was didn't bother me. She doesn't if she wasn't hairy, it tasted fine. I mean, it, it doesn't taste like poop. There it does not taste like shit. Well, that's no. because you guys took showers. Unless right. but poop no, at you the moment. girls, people prepare themselves. If I tell a girl I eat ass and she's coming over. She cleans. Wait, when does that? When does oh, that I've told plenty of girls. Like, oh, when they quickly... say, when they say how, like this, even sometimes before even a first date, if they say, shut up, like how freaky are you? Because I tell them I'm, I'm aggressive. Like I'll, so, I'll tell so them, I'll say I'm into, question... I'm into thing, I'm into aggression, uh, like fucking choking, tying down, uh, biting, scratching. You can fucking oh, make me bleed. Because you can make me bleed. I am I'm 5'4". Five, five, four, four, yeah. Can we get it right? 5'4". Doesn't mean I can't be aggressive. I'm a man. I'm naturally stronger than most women. <laughs> Not sexist. Oh, you this can't is... say that. You can't say that. Oh, okay. okay. P- We're like PC. totally PC. Here and uh, for you to be a big bully bro. Yeah, we're all about pussy crazy. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Adney, has, Adney, has a, Adney has a good explanation for equality. Well, he'll, ex- he'll explain that later. Uh, it's pretty fucking great, though. You want to buy me things, too? Um, but no, all right, like I was saying, back to the story. So, yeah, she, um, I ate her ass, and that was fine. We only did it, I believe, once. But um, it didn't really come back up because I, I got a divorce maybe eight months ago. So then in my 
like in my realm of of trying but to dating, dating when, and when hanging you, up. When yeah. you unleash the, I unleash the kraken. By the way, I the, will totally. Use literally, dude, I unleash the kraken. You get it, like the crack. Get it? <laughs> Is that like that wasn't that's such a bad joke? <laughs> Please, okay, stupid, stupid. Okay, now um, I, there was this one girl Ashley that said she was a suicide girl, and uh, she used to name be a suicide names, girl. We're, we're name names, wrestling. <laughs> Shit, we gotta leave out names, huh? We're namers. Um, right, because so yeah. I'm sure there's only one Ashley that's a suicide name dropping girl. ass nigga. Right. Yeah. By the way, all Ashleys are sluts anyway. It doesn't. <laughs> this is true, dude. Ash, I. Dude, that's not even a lie. That's, that's like science, dude. What's funny is like any of our friends that are Ashley listen to this, you guys are fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Every Ashley knows a fucking There's slut. A, I'm not a slut, except for me. Every girl always says that, except for me. Huh? Especially. <laughs> you yeah. are the sluttiest. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> You're the Ashley I was naming. Whenever I say Ashley, you come to mind. <laughs> but, uh, and then, yeah, this, this girl Ashley's like, you, you, you know, or no, what she said to me? We were just talking about different things we've done. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she's your favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite movie is Sleeping in Seattle. Do you eat ass? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it just it always just comes up when we ask when we say like, what's the craziest thing? Like that's always a question. What's the craziest thing you've done? Uh, that is a good question. What, wait, you know, it's wait like, hold on. The craziest thing you've done is eating ass. No, but I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm giving you sexual. Okay. I'm, I'm this saying is, okay. this is twenty questions sexual edition. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nobody plays actual twenty questions. Nobody goes. Like what kind of cities have you been to? Like, nobody <laughs> cares. Yeah, you know, apples to apples is assholes to assholes, right? <laughs> we always discuss craziest thing we've done, sexual. Like anytime, anytime you're in a conversation with a new girl, it's like they uh, either one of their one person or the other brings up something sexual, and that you know that, that's being heard on the podcast. <laughs> it's like someone drinking tea. But uh, so then she, what'd she say? Like, oh, I do all this stuff, blah blah blah. I'm all for aggression, smacking, biting. So okay, that's fine. But what's funny is, well, anytime a girl says she likes it in the ass. That's how it always leads to me asking, "Have you ever been had your asshole eaten?" Oh, and then it kind of goes from there because I I've only put it in I put it in two girls' asses, but they made me stop each time. Yeah, it too. was literally like, "Okay, you gotta stop." Yeah. like I'm all for it. It feels good, and then I go to do it, and then like I'm not saying my dick's big. I just don't know. They make me stop. No, they're they're liars. They're liars, dude. They're trying to impress. They're trying to impress. Of course they take it in the ass because they don't want to lose that little chance that they have. It takes practice. And that's the thing. And not only does it take practice, but you have to do it on a consistent basis. You do it once, your asshole isn't going to be ready to have sex the rest of your fucking life. Which is like a girl, like, it's like, come on. Oh, you're supposed to prep. Yeah. Like you see it in everything. Like that's why there's fucking anal beads. By the way, a real stuff. quick right. bit of advice: never use the numbing uh, lube because that can actually you can tear your asshole and then you won't know it, oh and that could be worse God. for you and your health. So never use the numbing lube. Fuck that bullshit. If it hurts, you need to stop and practice a little bit. I wish you guys had seen way. Grace and Frankie because, and I hope some of our listeners have seen Grace and Frankie because Grace on that show, Grace and Frankie, makes fads juice. And it's all like, and she's a hippie, so it's all natural herbs and everything. What does it do? Fad is that what is it? Fad juice? It's vag juice. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Did she like drink it to make her vag no, smell good? No, it's Or lube. she puts it's it in lube. her. Oh, it's yeah. lube. It's lube. It's just uh, made from her own juices. Not from her own. It's like herbal or whatever. But I just got on the subject of lube because Adney was talking about the numbing yeah. lube. Um. So like I was saying, yeah, this girl, this I've had this girl like, oh, come pick me up. We'll do some crazy stuff. Sweet. So I pick her up. She starts fucking giving me head, road head on the way home, and I start fingering her buttle. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to loosen up her buttle <laughs> in the car, on the freeway, heading Ew. to my house. What? 
Wait, what? was it? This, <laughs> that's good prep. Work. <laughs> was it discussed Preparing. before that you're gonna yeah, eat her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, no, we we talked about putting in her butt. Sure. We she said she's down for anything. I said okay, we're like, down for anything. Left, no, dude, oh, you're down dude, for anything. She's blowing me in the car. Come on, and she's blowing me in the car, and I can't reach her vagina. I reached her bottle. You listen to me, Christmas. Okay, if you talk about that kind of stuff, and a girl, you're like this is the first time meeting her in person. And she's giving you roadhead, and she lets you finger her asshole. Oh, it's it's going down. <laughs> it's going down. Oh, did you discuss this? Like, he just wanted to know if her asshole was gonna have a bunch of poo in it. Or not, okay? Did you discuss this? Yeah, she told me specifically. I'm gonna suck your dick on the road. You're gonna finger my butt off. No, she said I am down for anything. I said okay. Case in point, I'm on my way to pick you up. That was it. No names, nothing. We didn't. I don't even know her. I don't even know her last name. She just said I'm freaky, and you're like I'm freaky, and then you put your finger in her butt, and it didn't smell. Didn't smell. No, my it didn't smell my finger. It, yeah. it, 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 it like smell. an armpit, like an armpit. It no, like it did not lie. It smelled like shit. I didn't. You pulled your finger out of there, and it smelled like shit, and you still fucked her. Did I? Wait, no. I'm, I put my finger in a bottle. It's still gonna smell, but I don't smell my finger after I'm done. You don't smell your dick after you're done putting it in someone's ass. Not in their ass, but pussies. I smell all day. That's fine, cause I'm eating like the pussy. Like well, it depends on the stink, <laughs> right? Yeah, you don't. You don't go. Oh yeah, I finger that asshole. What's that smell like? <laughs> I wouldn't. You don't I wouldn't ever. smell it to see. What I know it what comes out of my own asshole to see if she's a clean or dirty person. But it's a butthole. Oh my god! So you're like, hey, you could be the fucking Queen Elizabeth. Your asshole's still gonna smell. Like, <laughs> so what you're saying, Chris, is if you were there, you'd smell it. And if it smelled bad, you'd be like, nah, I'm taking you. Get out of my car! <laughs> I know I just probably not. I know, know I just fucking. I would never get to that. Point. I know I just You've fucking. Gone that far? I'm not seeing a finger in a woman's asshole. That's the point of no return. I'm not getting that far. That's the Millennium Falcon landing on the Death Star. That's, dude, too far. You're, gone. you're there. You're there. You you're well already, you might as well finish the job. <laughs> get the <laughs> job done. There, but okay, no, for sure. And then be like, no return. and then just say, yeah, I can't call you again. Your butt will smell. She goes, you still went through with it? I'm like, yeah, what am I going to not go through with it? <laughs> 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 not, 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 you're the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, you learn how to use your fucking microphone right. <laughs> My microphone, I mean, your stupid ass iPhone well, 4. This is better. No, this is better. Oh. This is better. The beer is better. Yeah, about one twelve pack for us. What am I? What do I look like? What do I look like? No, no, no. Andy brought one. You should have brought one as well. You should have made one. I just got in a car accident, Chris. <laughs> I'm buying beer. Cop pulls me over. What's wrong with your car? I'm like, I got beer in the bag. What's up? <laughs> <Yeah. that?" laughs> hey, first thing I would have bought. Kidding me? I got into a fucking wreck. I need to drink my sorrows away. So obviously I'm an alcoholic. Dude, I can't believe. Ah, whatever. Shit happens. Okay, so... I always tell myself, whatever. It's just life. Shit so you happens. Fingered her, you fingered her butthole while she was giving you roadhead. You got back to the house. She starts... We start getting down on the couch watching Jim Jeffries. Um, fair? No, no, no. We didn't get down. Like, we're making out. I'm showing her Jim Jeffries. I have chicken nuggets in them in the <laughs> oven. I leave, actually forgot the chicken nuggets in the oven, so when we got done doing our thing, I went out and they were burnt, and I, I still ate them. I'm sure you they were good. Well, you, you love burnt shit, though. I do like burnt stuff. But still, I mean, you kind of eat an asshole. You can eat burnt chicken nuggets. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Let's say night. 
Your um, asshole is still hot. I went and ate her bottle, and then I tried putting it in her ass, and after like a solid minute, she said she can't do it anymore, so whatever. So I take it out, and I went from the pooper to the other. After a solid oh, minute, it's pretty it's dry. It's that. pretty dry after a solid fucking minute. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why you need lube, bro. We didn't have any lube at all. No lube, just please. No lube. <laughs> the best way. No, I hawked like, it, dude. Okay, so like. I, like she had her mouth on it, and then she told me to put it in there, but the saliva gets dry. I think the best way to well, do it. Well, you just gotta keep spinning. If you're really gonna do it, and like. camel. Like, okay, it's it's a kink thing. If you want to do a kink thing, whatever, that's fine. You think it's kinky, she thinks it's going to be kinky, it's, that's fine, Sandy, but you should definitely have regular vaginal sex. Have that for a while and finger her asshole when you're close. Don't, don't You don't want to give a 30-minute sesh to her ass. You want to be on the brink of finishing so it's as quick as possible for the two of you, Okay. And then, then you go in <laughs> after you've loosened the butthole up with your fingers, okay? Then you go in, then you can finish early, and it's uh, less of a fucking whole issue. It's smart. The women's juice spot isn't in their butthole as well, right? I know. No, ours, it's only us. Ours it's only supposedly us. is. And... No, it's not supposedly. It is. Oh, it, oh, it is. It it is. is. Scientific fact. Why is that? Not supposedly. <laughs> Chris will just never be able to. But girls can that still. Because no one's getting in Chris's ass. That's all. Uh, I'm women, no can, <laughs> women so, I mean, can still. Oh, you guys are women, fucking irresponsible with your mics. Women could still uh, orgasm by getting fucked in their ass. Like that's still thing. Some women can orgasm with through fucking practice. with enough nipple practice. play. Nipple play yeah, can yeah. Some women right. can fucking orgasm through nipple play. I've never seen it. I've barely seen women orgasm. You gotta be psychologically but those, into those ass things play happen. to start. That's the, uh, the jumping off point. I would like to say that we totally demolished that subject to 100% with the whole ass eating. Okay, like, the first subject we got 100% <laughs> was about assholes. That says a lot about us as podcasts. Well, I mean, like, we were talking about PDs and I, we stopped at brick hands like, and went hey, to assholes. That was a, I mean, our, our minds are pretty sporadic, so this is how the cast is going to go, and I think people will enjoy it for a while. <laughs> you hear that's the sound of everyone signing off. <laughs> goodbye. All right, let's go to our next subject. Uh, I want to talk about <clears throat> Master of None. F is for family, uh, narco. The Netflix Marvel. Renaissance? Is that what you want to talk about? Exactly what I want to talk about. Because number one, Jessica Jones. <laughs> okay, Jessica Jones is the shit, but okay, let's, I still let's start with Master of I haven't seen Jessica Jones. Um, Neither have I. No, I hear nothing but good things. I can't, like, I can't remember. Like, it's coming. I just, it's an amazing, like, because. I still haven't even watched it. Like, all people ever say is, oh, it's a dark, it's way darker than Marvel thing, anything Marvel's ever done. Like, you can go darker by just having your hero be like, I'm super sad about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what Christopher Nolan did, and that, like that. But it's so much more than that. It's not this girl because she's humorous. She's funny. She says shit. She's like jokes about her life, but she isn't. She has a huge drinking problem. Um, the fucking entire story, the whole season, the arc is basically it's at the core. It's the story of a rape survivor. Aww. This is a girl who was tortured by a guy, and it psychologically damaged her. I mean, we've all met. Several girls are like, no, 100 girls who have gone through something horrible like that and how it changes them and how it's affected them, their actions, and how they see the world. And this is that story. This is that girl who's been through something horrific. It didn't have, and it happened, she was already a developed adult, and then this fucking happened to her, and it completely changed who she was. And it made her stop. Like, she was, like, and it, like and it's and they, they it's on the backdrop of okay these people have superpowers and it's awesome and there's cool bullshit and everything but it's still that story this girl recovering running from her past trying to forget it with alcohol self 
medicating with booze and all that shit, and then slowly facing her problem and slowly overcoming it. And even after it's all said and done, she's not better. She's not fixed. She lives with that the rest of her fucking life. And that's why that story is so amazing, and it's one of the best things Marvel's ever fucking done, or will ever do. And you can't argue that. Like, and it's through Netflix. It's not a motion picture. It's not that's through what, Universal. That's the only reason they were able to do that. Was that Disney isn't gonna fucking pay for your rape survivor story? And why not? They want happy pithy because they want to make the money off the kids wanting to go see the movie. There's aren't kid, you don't like kid like Jessica right. Jones? Like no, it, this is for like it was Netflix is such a fucking haven for artists, real artists. Comedians go there all the time to get their specials. Like Tom Segura's new special oh just came God, out, so amazing. Like Bond, they don't Bond. get in your way. Bill Burr talks about that with his show. That's for family. They didn't get in our way. You don't have to do. They let me do whatever I want. He said that. Every other TV show, every movie. The reason why Joss Whedon isn't going to do any Avengers movies anymore is because he just felt the heat down his neck. Like during Age of Ultron, they were just fucking up his ass the whole time, and he said it drove him crazy, and he can never do it again. That's not like that with Netflix. They say you're an artist. We're going to let you do what you do. This sounds like a commercial for Netflix. But <laughs> they did uh, but this Netflix. is all subject. We, we have our sponsor, Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> like, I wish they Netflix did that. And they, like, and like, it's they let they said, okay, you have this idea, like, for fucking Daredevil. Everyone, the only people know about Daredevil is that Ben Affleck made a horrible movie. But can I just real quick? Ben Affleck is a horrible actor. He's getting better. Okay, He's gotten a lot better. Story. I want to. We'll go in. My we'll counter argument we'll to in that in. is. Hit you a fucking double bugger. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, okay, so you can play a fucking boss. Okay, yeah, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. But anyways, but yeah, like Jessica Jones is such an amazing story and all that. So what I'm saying is like they they give artists like okay, such free reign, freedom, do whatever they want. Daredevil was such a huge hit. It was so amazing. The best villain anyone had ever seen in Marvel Universe was fucking oh, I can't remember his fucking name now. But the guy who played Kingpin, I feel like such an asshole. I don't remember his fucking name. But he was so fucking awesome. He was great in the Men show? in Black, too. He's great in Men in Black. In the too. show? Like, yeah, in the show. The guy who plays Kingpin, they like they do a whole episode dedicated to him and why he is the way he is. They give him actual depth. So many Marvel villains are cartoonish, and they're just like, I'm bad for the sake of being bad. This yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. They fucking put... Like, Loki is they such a They actually make him a 3D character, not yeah, necessarily Loki just like... Loki is such a popular character. People love him because you understand why he is the way he is. Because like they give that taken from his family, and the thing is, he he can never be king. He didn't know. He didn't realize that. All he knew was, why does my dad love my older brother more than me? Why does he get everything? Why why am I shunned by not only my dad but everyone else and everyone I've ever known? I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have a grudge against your brother. You have a grudge against everyone in your whole life, except for his mom. And they show that like the second Thor, which got a lot of criticism. Rightfully so, but it shows how he still loved his mom. He still had a strong, even after all that shit he did. But that's why people love Loki, and they did that with Kingpin. They showed more depth to him. They showed him why he is David the way Tennant he is. David is Kingpin? No. Okay. What? I was about to go off. Like no way is David Tennant. I can't. No, find dude, it. that's that's Kilgrave. That's from Jessica I know, Jones. I can't. That's I'm talking about Daredevil. God damn it! Fucking lunatic. Anyways, the whole point is that Netflix is such a great place because it lets these guys do what they want, free reign. That's what birthed Daredevil. That's what birthed Jessica Jones. And that's why Aziz Ansari was able to make such an amazing show that you wanted to talk about. You're the one that made me watch the show, and I love that you for doing it. But Master of None, awesome fucking show. 
It's such a good show. What I was going to get at is the whole reason that we brought this up in Netflix and everything is because <clears throat> I think Netflix is changing the way that TV shows and movies and everything is going to be produced. Oh, that? Time out. Vincent D'Onofrio, that's his name. That's the guy. The guy that's like, I'll put my hands on my head. I like this. <laughs> Give me sugar and water. <laughs> that guy's so good. That guy's amazing. But yeah, oh, like tasty snack! Like, that guy's so good. Netflix doesn't put those reins around you, like you were saying with Joss Whedon and the Avengers. So what happens is you get better quality programs with Netflix than you would with all of these studios. because The studios, just like the fucking government, and all these motherfucking agencies <laughs> are in it for cash. Like sports, like NFL, they don't give a fuck it, about it, their players. Like All these big-ass the corporations yeah. are for their dollars besides Netflix. And I think that's going to change how corporations are run within these next 20 right. fucking years. Because the, the, the people, we're now so informed that we're not okay with it. But yet, this is the craziest time to think that I... <clears throat> let me rephrase this. Right now is the craziest time to live because we are living under these constraints that we know are wrong, yet we still do it because we're in this transition period going to better, whether it be in movies, TV, um, politics, fucking work, whatever it might be. It really comes down to just how we are as a society, and the entire thing is going to change within our lifetime. It's going to happen with us. We are like that transition period. So we're going to get the brunt of everything. We're going to get the shit of the stick because they're figuring everything out with us. We're, we're the experiment. And then after us, shit's going to be popping. Chappie is going to happen. <laughs> then being able to map your consciousness into a program I, like I think is fully fucking possible. And I'm about it. Chips are going to happen. Okay, I'm going on this crazy tangent. Anyway, going back to Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, I just really love because they Netflix is for the artists by the artists, whereas the studios. Yeah. And like before we turn the studios into these evil like tyrant fucking beings, I, it makes sense. Like okay, you're putting a fucking hundred and fifty million dollars behind some asshole and be like, make me money. That's the whole point. Is you want to make money, so you're gonna get a little scared. You're gonna be a little like, uh, wait. But people like this, though. But hold on. I don't think you're going to like that. I'm sorry. I, I need to make money. But oh, this was all... to make a story about a, a rape victim, but kids aren't going to watch that? I'm not going to make money if only grown are watching that. I need to make more of my, my, my money. My money. I need my money. But they could be making more money if they would just get on board with what Netflix is doing. Because at the, same time, the studios are still doing all their shit old school. So everything is still how it I'm was not, in I, the I, 1930s. I, I like, totally I, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to make the studios to be bad, but they're not... About it, like they're not transitioning yeah, they're, or anything they're like bottom that. Line. They're, all, they're, they're bottom line. Very rarely are they going to be like, "Well, this is good for art." Yeah, they exactly. need better online, and that makes sense. But I also agree that they go too far sometimes. Because now it doesn't focus need... groups are the death of fucking <laughs> cinema. Like anyone, everyone, uh, if you've seen I Am Legend, um, that movie ends with, of course, Will Smith. Spoiler. Fuck, it's, fuck spoilers. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's, it's past the, what is it called? and make me say spoiler alert, you're a little bitch. I'm talking about I Am Legend. Right. Oh, get over this. <laughs> there's, a, there's a realm of limitations or, or but, a like, statue that, of limitations. It ends with Will Smith being the hero saying, oh, these zombie monsters, they're coming in. I'm gonna kill myself to kill him, but in like the actual book, 
the reason why that book is popular, the reason why they wanted to adapt it in the first place, at the very end of that story, these monsters are coming, because Will Smith has those, all those, di those bodies he's trying to experiment on. And they come in, they crash the place, they don't kill Will Smith, they just take their fallen fucking brethren and they leave. To show, that's why it's called I Am Legend, because he's all, oh, I am legend, I am just this monster that these the people will tell their that? yeah they'll tell their children about and that's such a f more fuck you ending yeah. and more deep that was the whole message of the story but they showed that to a focus group and be like, oh, like it's it. kind of sad and it makes me like think about my own life and my own existence I don't know I want escapism. So they fucking changed it. Escapism. So, that's a fucking word? That that's a happened. term? Yeah, escapism. If, Have if you heard about the transgender like, pronouns? Yeah, yeah. We're not... Yeah. We're, that's a... Give <laughs> us a fucking... Oh, and who's on subject now, huh? You're right, right. So no, escapism is a word. It's escapism. The, I, you, people use anything that's entertainment as escapism. It, it, you're escaping your own life. It's not making you think. And it's basically... Anything that's like for good, the masses. It's a, it's a very good... So video games can are considered escapism. It's very good for movies and TV because... If you're a sports watcher, like anything that helps you escape reality could be considered. It could fall into the realm of escapism. escapism. Some things Something are more than like others. All the fantastic, uh, not the fantastic, but the, the fast tendency and to seek distraction yeah. and is, relief. There's nothing quality in those movies except for that guy by the Paul Walker. I'll say that. But everything else is just silly, crazy, over the top bullshit. But it's escapism, so that's great. Have fun. Yeah. Like so, it's, that's it's what it's about. It's all about you don't it's think about, about your problems. Suspend reality. Make, make you kind of so reflect, if those type of movies problem. are escapism, what is like a type of movie like Ex Machina? How we were discussing. That what, what, a, that's an that's an not escapism, that's right? A, that's, yeah. that's that's an ex it's a practice. That's an exercise <laughs> in thought and philosophy. That's that's hardcore art. And what I like, like it doesn't. That movie never. I never. I haven't even watched it, but I can tell you, right? Oh, it never felt like Oscar bait. So no. Many, like the movie, like the movie Room with Brie Larson, which I saw and I actually did like, and it actually kind of got me a little bit. I was like, "That's pretty the sad." The Room, the terrible one. No, it's everyone. No, not the Room. Room with oh, Brie Larson, yeah. the new one, not the crazy guy with that who's insane. <laughs> not that guy who made and directed <laughs> and starred in the movie. No, I'm talking about Room with Brie Larson. She just won a Golden Globe for it. Uh, wow, this, I got an 8.3 on IMDb. Yeah, it's it's it is a, it's an intense fucking movie. Is it a drama? And uh, yeah, it's a drama. That like that's a good movie, but that is Oscar bait at the same time. That's uh, that's like oh, we're making this movie because we Oscar want bait. Like, I it's, like that it's, term, Oscar bait. It's fucking directed towards like any Holocaust movie, basically is Oscar bait. You know? uh, yeah. Twelve Years a Slave. It's almost like any Oscar war bait. movie too, one, like yeah, Oscar yeah, bait, yeah, like exactly. American Sniper. Uh, let me just go out and say, American Sniper was not a good movie. And yet the it won of that movie plenty of awards. Horrible. It got better. I'm going to say it did get better It did get better. The beginning of that movie was... It was I remember, bad. I remember, I think I texted you or called you. We were there. And, we I, was, the house. We were and I was like, dude, the beginning of this movie is fucking it hilarious. Is, it's so over... Hard. Like, he's all, there's two kinds. Well, I can't remember he's all, there's two kinds. I gotta pee. I'm gonna go pee. You're either a wolf or you're a sheep or some... Oh, <laughs> dude, we were there together. We were there together watching it. It was the beginning of, like, him and his dad hunting, which is fucking just stupid, dude. It was like, he's been doing this since he was born. Like, that kind of, like, that kind of, like... I can't even properly criticize it because I don't remember it that well. I, I remember And that's that from scene. 2014. We're done with that year. Yeah, <laughs> Let's move on. Exactly. It was, uh... It was, yeah, it was the fact that... No, we were... We watched it in 2015.
because we watched it when you first moved up here. I remember telling you about it. No, we watched it when you came up to visit. I, I, I watched it and I told you about oh, it. Oh, you did? I, I yeah. I because I specifically remember like that's not even the we should even we should edit this part out. This is ridiculous. Okay, but no, no, yeah. So it's it's <laughs> right now. It's uh, Chris hunting. Smith is in the bathroom right now, so he's hunting with his father. <laughs> And that's the whole idea behind it. It's like, uh, you, you know, kind of like you. It's a, he's it's been a doing clunky, this since the beginning of his life. It's a super clunky, um, clumsy version of foreshadowing in which it's the it's like kill or be killed mentality. They try and display that early on in the movie. That's like that's this is what he learned. This is all he knows. Is kill or be killed. And even the, even with that, he he was taught to protect his little brother. So he's protect to protect his brothers in war. He was. This is what he was taught at the beginning, and he still, after all that, he feels bad about hurting a child. And it's like, yeah. at a certain point, that movie gets good, but the beginning part was so fucking cheesy, and it was so bad. And I think it, it was, was like just, bullshit. It, I don't it even just, think it was in the beginning of the, in the uh, book or any. I don't even think that whole thing was in the book at all. I oh, think the movie's just, gotten fed into it because a after lot of death, criticism about after his death about real facts. Yeah, about, about real facts. facts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Every movie does. And I think that was Clint Eastwood's. Purpose. I think he did that on purpose. Yeah. He directed. Because yeah. Did he write? No, no he didn't write. He, didn't write it. It. he directed it. He didn't, I don't think he did the screenplay either. I don't like, think he knows how to write. Not even he screenplay. didn't do the screenplay. He, he just act, directed it. Right. Well, <laughs> and Clint Eastwood directing. And I would defend Clint Eastwood, by the way, because Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> is, that good? is that a good movie? Oh, you still haven't seen, seen more Gran Torino or either? You haven't like, seen Gran Torino? Torino. Seen Torino? I want to say, okay, time Only out real quick. Time out real, really fast, <laughs> really fast, really fast. Clint Eastwood's an amazing fucking director. And I think a few years ago, it would have been the best movie ever if you did uh, like a complete adaptation of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns with Clint Eastwood playing, Agreed. you know, f oh, in his 50s Batman. In his 50s Batman, played by Clint Eastwood, are you fucking <laughs> Like, imagine just Clint Eastwood just grabbing this giant guy who's like six foot six, 300 pounds of muscle, <laughs> and just, in a, and she's like, <laughs> just fucking beating the shit out of him in a mud hole. She's <laughs> like, you don't get it, do you, son? This isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table. <laughs> and I'm the surgeon. And breaking the guy's leg. Like, uh. come on. Clint Eastwood as Batman, that'd be fucking incredible. Something else, man. Something else. But what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, see, I, that's we something that we're going to need. We to never talked about Master of None. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and we have a limited amount of time. So it's hard for us to stay on one subject because we want to talk about everything with you guys. We do want to talk about everything. So, but we can keep talking about these. But we're going to keep talking. I want to talk about the... Um, okay, so the new Star Wars came out, yeah. by the way. It was great. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, we liked it. We liked it. It was great. And uh, what I want to focus on more than like the new Star Wars, like we'll break it down. Like we can have a serious like three hour fucking yeah. podcast yeah, about Star Wars. So we're not going to talk about Star Wars. I, I want to talk about <clears throat> the adaptations that they want to pull from Star Wars, which one is the Han Solo the Han story. Solo story uh. And I don't even want to talk about Han Solo. I want to talk about who's going to play Lando. Carlison or Car Cal Carlisian, you uncultured fuck. I can't say his last name, okay? I know who the fuck he is. I know who he is, and he's amazing. And I love him. I do. I love the character, wait, 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 and I can't fucking say what, what what is it again? Nano Calrissian. 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 Anyways, who would be the best black actor to pay to play okay, a I'm, younger? I'm gonna do. Lando. We'll do ours, and then you do yours. Okay. Um. 
The okay, so he's got to be. So he's. Wait, he so, needs to be suave. Okay, so, okay, we've already. So they are gonna do a prequel, right? Correct. Of Han Solo between when he met like, Luke and before everyone. he met Luke. So he's just a smuggler. Just a smuggler, um, right? Which I hate. the force I should still be around. Idea. I really hate the idea. I hate the idea. Too. Of any Han Solo movie standalone movie because there, like, I heard that there's supposed to be a bounty hunter. Because you know what's gonna happen. I would like to see why Boba Fett hates him, but that's that'd be cool, right? I, I, I'll talk about Boba Fett later. Anyways, but okay, so a young Han Solo, him being a smuggler, how he got the Millennium Falcon, probably. Um, I don't know if he's in that age, like fucking around twenties. Like <laughs> that's really fucking hard because, like, the fucking biggest. I guess it. The biggest black actors now are like older. They're his age. Even like, there's a couple that are younger. What you could do, Michael B. Johnson. They're Michael B. Jordan. You fuck. But he like I. I apologize. I I could go in to how much I loved Creed, but that's I'm not doing right now. I think that's what we're gonna end on. I don't think he's right for Lando Calrissian. Like he's fucking. He's hilarious. First off, Lando Jordan's hilarious. He can put the fucking emotion in you like a motherfucker. But. But the smooth fucking just the exactly slick, not not the sleazy car salesman guy. No, it's but, like suave, like the, you the, know. The fucking smoothest motherfucker in the guy. Like the way, goddamn, the way Billy Dee's like you're basically who can do their best Billy Dee Williams impression? Who can do that? Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, possibly. Who's yours? Because I already got one. He's drawing blanks. Adney's drawing blanks. Steve's drawing blanks. Okay, so who are just some young black actors? You know, let's let's. Maybe you go. Maybe you say he's not as smooth yet. He's not reached that level of fucking Lando ness. Uh, He's like just uh, even then, dude. At the time, he's a card player. He's a gambler, like like Hans describes him as before he owns his own business, before he becomes a leader, all that kind of shit. He's just a fucking outlaw, fucking piece of shit kind of guy. All right, here. Let me let, let me name off a couple names for you guys. Though you still gotta be smooth. Like he has to. Be he's not smooth. a huge piece of shit, but he is kind of a fucking asshole. But he has to be somewhat smooth. Let me just name off a couple names for you guys, just so we know who we're uh, like, who's in our casting range, right? So we said black male in between the yeah, ages of no like. Time for research on this question. I didn't. Around the ages of like eighteen, let's say thirty, like because I've seen thirty-year-olds that can look twenty-five or whatever, and they could play a young actor. So we got a uh, Carlos Knight. Does anyone oh, know? Denzel Washington. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> so does anyone know who Carlos Knight is? No. Dante Brown. N- no. Corbin Blue. He he looks like facial facially he could be fucking. Huh. Might be able to be I like smooth. his face. Agreed. I like his that? face. Okay, it says uh, High School Musical. So for all our fans right now, we're uh, on IMDb and we're looking for some shit. Harrison Knight. You know, look at I've already named five of them. You know. And, and, and the first name that I drop for the person that I want to be Lando, I think everybody is going to agree because all these names, no one knows. Romeo Miller? Romeo Miller. Romeo. I apologize. <laughs> Romeo. Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo Miller. Uh, Tristan Wilds. Bobby J. Thompson. <clears throat> Tyler James Williams. Oh, that's the dude, dude from Everyone Hates Chris. Yeah. Um, Roshan Fegan. It, I'll just time out real It is unfair because when I'm making my decision, I'm basing Trevor off past Jackson. roles. Exactly. And, and a, lot of, a lot of actors have been one way for most of their career and then one role. They're completely different. And I've noticed that. And so I feel like an idiot 
right now because I can't think of anything. So I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm an idiot. So free whatever. I'm say. telling you the who should be Lando. Calrissian. Calrissian is Donald motherfucking Glover, Mr. Childish <laughs> Gambino. He has played Troy so Barnes. many roles. It should not be Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith, I don't think, is a good actor. Jaden Smith should never I be think the ever. He Jaden Smith is who he is. But I mean, we're 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 looking at this list of of young black males, and I'm not trying to be racist. I just and I'm I'm trying to think. You know what, Kevin Hart? Like no, Kevin Hart? Like what? No, no. Deo, Deo. Okinigi, you know, maybe, maybe he looks good. He looks, he looks fuck, good. Though. Yeah. The look on his face is high. Exactly. Every girl you've ever met. He looks smooth, he but can he act? You know, I know, I know <laughs> Donald. I want to make out with him. I know <laughs> Donald Glover can <laughs> act. You know, <laughs> I don't know if this guy. What, what has he been I, in? Like, you know, I, like a, real quick, uh, Chris Smith over here told me his choice before the podcast, and I 100% agree. And that's not only, like, I think Donald Glover should play most roles. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking amazing. I'm like, I'm a huge he's fan. A like, I remember, right? he's like yeah, the first, yeah, he's a comedian, too. I remember so, first, yeah. Yeah, like, years ago, I seen uh, one of his stand-up special, Weirdo. Weirdo. Definitely recommend it. It's fucking it's hilarious. Good. He's That's good. That's the thing, that's is he's good. one, like, he's... You can it. see, but you can see himself and how... Geeky, like he really is, like Troy from Troy and Abed, and from weird. Community. He's he's, he's, he's weird. So he could he's definitely weird. play the part of Lando. Yeah, learning himself. I think he would uh, nail I'm it. A little. I'm still. I'm still kind of like I exactly. Just a ago, It'd be that transition. I'm getting into that. Like he's and, not Mr. Rico Suave yet. He could be suave as fuck. You could see him. But you could see him doing it. Exactly. And like, but he's a he's, dude. He's so fucking talented. He's done stand up. He's done amazing stand up. He's wrote for TV shows like Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. He's yeah, he wrote for 30 Rock, the first three seasons, and then Tina Fey told him that he needs to continue this work because he had his rap career as well. And it was Childish Gambino, and he was talking to Tina Fey about it, and she said, you got to keep doing both, and you got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And that has made what Donald Glover is today. He has said that multiple times in interviews. Because of Tina Fey, Donald Glover is who he is today because no of Tina Fey because Tina Fey when he first started writing on the season one of uh, 30 Rock he would keep going to Tina Fey and he was like I don't think this is good and and he was constantly rewriting and what Tina Fey told him is the first stuff that you brought me is always the best and he kept going in there and he kept going in there the and, he would, rewrite, and he, would rewrite, he would rewrite and he would rewrite and he would rewrite exactly he's naturally funny and so what happened is he figured out that he doesn't need to sit here and rewrite he doesn't need to sit here and rack his brains about it and that is when he has created the best stuff that yeah. he's created like Whoa. his 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 rapper persona is also amazing. He's a great rapper. He's a great actor. He gotta, literally, if he puts his quick, mind to I it, he can do know. it. No, like I was a huge fan of his <clears throat> as an actor, as a as a writer, and as a stand up. I love community. I definitely like everyone. Look up fucking Donald Glover on Wikipedia. Anything he's in, just watch it. But like I, I remember then I remember going like, okay, this guy's awesome. And then I remember going. I keep hearing about someone named Childish Gambino. Who the fuck is that? Like, I posted that on Facebook, not knowing. And Chris was all, dude, that's Donald Glover. I'm like, are you serious? They're like, yeah, listen to this song specifically. And I did. I was like, dude, that, that was fucking awesome. It was he's great. All, and he's all, oh, yeah, listen to this. 13 more fucking songs. It's so, he's so talented. He, like, he, he's, he's an inspiration for me. For me personally, so, like, he's definitely course, an inspiration. We all, we have to mention 
the Donald for Spider-Man campaign. Donald for Spider-Man. I still think they should do Miles Morales. That's what I want him for. That's what I want him for. I don't want my. I don't want it unless it's the Miles story. And for for our listeners, nothing against Tom Holland. I'm sure he's. I've seen him do gymnastics and shit. He's probably gonna be an amazing Peter Parker. He's probably gonna be fucking awesome in that goddamn role. Who just? But John Allen. Who's your fucking Glover as Miles Morales? There's no his like like. For, I j- for people who don't know, yeah, tell educate our listeners on I, who Miles Morales is I, though, I, and the whole like. I am half Mexican, and I've been identified. Anyone who's ever looked at me like, oh, you're fucking brown. I've got that my whole fucking life, and I've never seen like a real like Hispanic actor portrayed in a movie that wasn't like a drug dealer or a thief or a gang member. And, like, the fact that... Like, and I love comic books, and I love watching superhero movies, and yet there is no one there for me to identify with. No one. As much as I love Batman, as much as I love Captain America, they're still fucking white dudes. And there's no one there, and I'm like, Miles Morales, dude. Rich he's white black, dudes, yeah. And I think he's Puerto Rican, I think he is. Yeah. But, like, so he's the only half, but still, it's like, yeah, a fucking Hispanic character who's a superhero and he's awesome and the his spider-man costume is fucking badass <laughs> black and red it's, come on, it's amazing yeah it's like, it, it really is if you guys haven't seen like, the whole folklore or anything on miles like, morales yeah, dude. you guys gotta check it out <clears throat> i do would know more about it than i do but it really is like uh the whole thing that he's talking yeah, about basically it, like, the hispanic uh, and there really is like what you think superheroes are what they're white white males Every superhero is a white fucking male. Yeah, most most superheroes. When the comics book were created, at the times exactly. Before and so you couldn't have. That's why, like the most progressive, like like, the most prominent black superhero is named Black Panther. Or (laughs) or Shaft. (laughs) (laughs) If you crush person like that, you're a superhero in my book. Oh man! All right, Stevie's over here looking like he's dying a little bit. So I'm gonna bring up a subject no, that no, Stevie just, can relate to. Start. I got a car. Accident, I got a, I got a, I got a pill that can help you in my pocket if you want. Some notice. Yeah. I got some kratom in the car. I might just grab some kratom. The right. fuck is kratom? Kratom is this. It's an all-natural herb, everybody. No, it is. It's completely. No, you want to fucking know? Oh, you just started. You want to know what's all fucking natural? It's called marijuana, folks. It's called THC. And if you just smoke a little bit of weed, all you need is a little bit of weed, and it makes everything better. What is? Let me see this. He's using all of our microphones. Ladies, let me. That looks like that. So, it's this guy just pulled out. With, so, Stevie uh, just pulled out this fucking bag, and it literally looks like the most dirt weed it you can find. It tastes like dirt. It's it I looks. Tried. It doesn't even look. It looks like the, the keef. The keef of it weed. Just, it's just an and it's just a bag. That's all it is. It's and like it just looks gross. And it tastes. Oh, it doesn't smell that bad. And it's called what? Oh, Kratom. It's called Kratom. I'm sure some of you have already heard about this. It's, Chris it's has... Le- it's completely legal and all that shit. Kratom. It's not a drug. You don't smoke it. Here you go. You take a spoon... Is, just, is it smell with... Is it, it, dude, hell of people take it. Is it spelled with like a K? But the problem is, you, it's like taking the cinnamon challenge, okay? You have to take a little bit at a time. I've tried... I've had it like... took me like five different like bites of it in order to finish one spoonful, and it's fucking horrible. No matter how much tea you swish it with, you piece of shit, Stevie. Fuck Kratom. He also has sugared tea. It's not like it's all natural or anything. 
It is a good tea. It's called Golden Peak. And, uh, Don't do a commercial for Golden Peak. Right? You know what, dude? I'll do commercials if I want to do fucking commercials. You know, <laughs> we do, we are not sponsored. Okay, so I I am giving you no. Hold on, I'm giving you products that I actually use and I love. Okay, so like that's all I'm saying. This <laughs> brought to you by. Well, technically, we work for this place. They provide us money. We use that money to make a podcast. They're kind of a sponsor. They're kind of, they're kind of, they're kind of brought to you by. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we should, if anything, we should be plugging uh, Nevada Thermal Service and uh, El Dorado because that allows us to do these podcasts. So I can get forget, fucking all of my uh, miserable fucking ranch, life. Which, of course, I work at as a. Oh, let's software. talk about that. I think people would love to hear about that. So. Like we but said before, in general, or? well, because we're from Nevada, right? How yeah. many podcasts are even held in Nevada? And it's not Vegas. This isn't Vegas, Nevada, because I know whenever someone this thinks about Nevada, they think of Vegas. Sister. When you're thinking about Nevada, you need to think Tahoe, because Nevada is more of Tahoe than it is Vegas, without the trees, though. Vegas has just without the trees. Part. And like Reno really is the sluttier younger sister. Like, no one else, like, everyone's so concentrated on the on this girl being, she's so hot, and everyone loves to go and fuck her, but she has that little sister who, people who've already fucked the bigger sister are like, oh no, she's the one. She's the You need to one. go get that one, no one else one. is there. Yeah. There's barely anyone there, and she's easy. And so you go to Reno. And, and that's Reno. That. Exactly. Get that. And so, going on. in Reno, there are literally, on my way to work, I pass a whorehouse, and it is the whorehouse. It's not the Bunny Ranch. I'm sure if anybody has heard of prostitution or watched, like, the AMC shows or anything like that, it's about the... the cat house on HBO. The cat house, or, yeah, yeah, the Bunny Ranch I and all that. And, uh, that the Bunny Ranch is ghetto compared to the place that I go because the Bunny Ranch is held in a motherfucking go, double wide. Do you remember it? That you go, hey. Old member <laughs> sure, if you want to call me a member. Real quick, to all the bro- I've, I've thought about owning a brothel and I've made my own business plan and my number one rule was I'm not going to go out to the guys talking to my prostitutes and be like, hey, you want to party and talk and hang out and drink? Yeah, no, I'm not going to kill the fucking mood. Yeah, that'd be like, weird. No, we're all friends here. No, you're not a friend. You're not my I'm friend. You're a patron. Yeah. Okay, I, I sort shit out. I don't need to talk to you. The only reason I'm ever going to come out of the office is if someone's got me trouble and then I'm coming out with fucking a machete and I'm going <laughs> to off. Like, that's it. Stay in your fucking room. Steven, will you bear me? All right, cool. So I got a good story to tell you guys right now, and I actually don't even think I've told about you guys this. About prostitution. Have you ever been to a whorehouse? Yes. Have it, you gotten a whore? No. <laughs> so you've never done the actual experience? She priced herself never, out never because done. it was like <clears throat> 6 in the morning. Okay, well, I have. So let me tell you the story. I'm you have to? No. no? I thought Steven went, damn, so Steven's a little bit ghetto. So I thought for sure Steven went. I thought that's a fourth person that's here. That's not. He's not, not a part of our cast. Stevie. Stevie. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. There's another person here. His name's Steven. And then our other uh, co-host is Stevie. Anyways. He's talking so, to his prostitutes on his laptop. I got, this is a great story. It really is. So it's me, my buddy Josh, Glenn. There's four of us, right? We're in this little town <laughs> called... <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in a little town of like 5,000 people. It's called Yarrington, Nevada. And uh, we're getting drunk. And in this little tiny town of 5,000 people on a Saturday when you're about 22, there's really nothing to do. In the town of Yarrington, everybody leaves. You know, It's a small town community. So once you turn 18, you want to get the fuck out. So we were there. 
Because, uh, well, not because I'm a loser, because I already got out. Whatever. <laughs> if you want to call me a loser, because I didn't loser, get out. It's funny. It's funny. I, uh. Anyways, so we're in Yarrington. We're drinking. We're wasted. Okay? There's four of us. There's, there's four of us. We're wasted. Josh gets this bright idea. He's like, let's go to the whorehouse. And I was like, well, I'm broke, dude, so I can't go to the whorehouse. And this guy goes into his mom's bedroom, grabs her debit card, and comes back into the back room. Debit, I have credit. Yeah, comes back into the back room where we all are and just shows the card and says, let's go. Pretty much to all of us. So his mom doesn't give a fuck? It's on him. His mom was asleep. His mom was asleep. His mom didn't know. Are you going to let me finish the story? I got excited. I got excited. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so we're already drunk. So we go to the store. We pick up an 18er. You know, 18er. And so we start driving. Well, in Nevada. Oh, my God. Yeah. An 18 pack. Yeah. Like of beer. Yeah. <laughs> and so on the way from Yarrington to where the prostitutes are or whores or whatever you want to call them, the whorehouse is. It's a prostitute. Yeah. Don't be uh, okay? <laughs> there's a bunch of dirt roads and shit that you can take. So my buddy being Josh, who he is, and we grew up in a town of 5,000 fucking people. We're in the fucking desert. Fuck the freeway. Fuck the highway. So we're smashing in the desert. Rah, rah, smashing, smashing. And then, boom, we run up, go over this hill, and we jump, and we land, and then we see a motorcycle guy. It, this, it's, it's fucking 1 o'clock at night, okay? It's It's pitch fucking black and we do this we like jump over this fucking thing and we land and then to our right we see a motorcycler who's broken down and he crashed or whatever so josh comes to a screeching halt like we stop and this was during the middle of these things called the vora races and what vora races are is pretty much just a a, a desert track that atvs off-road vehicles race on and so this guy was in a race well he had crashed this guy didn't have a pit crew or anything, so this guy was literally stuck until someone came by him. Well, this guy happened to be in last place, so no one came for him. So he had been sitting there for a couple fucking hours. So we picked this dude up. We're in a fucking Toyota, a 1994 Toyota 4Runner. It's a literally an SUV. <laughs> And there's four of us already in it. That's the same yeah. one that Joel broke four of them. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the same one for making a murder? And this guy has a 450. No, that's a RAV4. Oh, okay. That's a RAV4. It's smaller. Um, and so this guy's got a 450. <laughs> <an> absolute <laughs> It is. I watched. I, I We're going to get on making a murder a little bit later. But anyways. <laughs> anyways, so we picked this guy up. Like, we pick him up, we put his, call, his, his bike in the back of our truck, we have to lay the seats down, so at this point, the only two people that are comfortable are the two people in front, and we're all fucking smashed in here, and we're bombing through the fucking desert, going fucking 40 miles an hour, fucking smashing, bam, 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 so anyways, we get there, the fucking entire roof of the truck, like, on the inside is punctured from all the fucking shit from the bike, like, the truck is fucked up, it's all oily, it, it smells like gas, like, it's fucked up, but the guy was like, thanks, man, you know, he unloads his bike, and he comes back, he gives us all uh, a beer, a shot, and, like, we smoked a bowl, and we were like, cool, man, thanks, right on, so we continue to go to the whorehouse, so we get to the whorehouse, finally, and the first thing my buddy Josh says, because he's already done this before, and this is my first time, there's four hey, of us, yeah, so Josh is telling us how it goes, your room's ready, Take yeah, your room's ready, yes, I do, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That was oh, the best you're joke. awesome, Kenny. Thank you. So our buddy Kenny. So Kenny is my roommate. 
And I live with him, and he's amazing. And we ran out of beer. And so I told him to grab a 12er. And he grabbed a 12er. He grabbed a fucking serious 12er. Yeah, it's Sierra Nevada, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He did good. We don't. I was like, any of those motherfuckers. I'll get you back. I love the king of beers. No, no, you don't need Don't tell me you're the king of beers. Any man who must say, I am the king, is no true king. It's Game of Thrones reference, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, let me get back to my story and finish it. So, you fucks cannot hold. Hey, I only dropped my phone once, so whatever. I I have a beer. I don't know why I'm opening. Yeah, you did good. So we finally get there, and the first thing that Josh tells me is they bring out a lineup, and I was like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "They bring out a lineup." lineup Yeah, I didn't realize what a lineup was. We're peeking right now. I'm really too close to this thing. So they bring out a lineup. You um, just um, real quick. Listeners, uh, there's going to be shit in the background. My buddy's making some shit. So, and we're in the living room. You know, We don't have our studio yet. Shit's going to happen, but right now, Siberian there's going to be some so shit. Yeah. It's not real. We're going to peak, you know. No. You need to watch your ears a little bit. But anyways, let me go back to the story. So we're at the whorehouse. We're literally in the front of the fucking whorehouse. These bitches are gated like a... I don't. I want to say like a prison, but it's not like a prison because it's, it's not like the barbware on, on top, you know. <laughs> but there is like the electric gate and shit, you know. Like you can't go into this place without getting buzzed in and shit. Like so. Anyways, we go to this whorehouse, and there was like three of them. It was like it was literally a cul-de-sac of whorehouses. There were three separate whorehouses, all. Like, double or triple wide trailers, all of them. And they were set up like a cul-de-sac. And so we pick one to the left. My buddy Josh goes, so they bring out a lineup. You got to pick one fast or else the girl that you think that you want to take will get taken. Because that happened to him before. So we get in there and a host greets us. There's this lady who's like the house mama or whatever. She comes out and she's like, hey, boys, you get buzzed in. So at first, you, when you first show up, you're at the gate. There's a gate. And it's like a fence, bro. Like 12 feet in the air. Like you're like if you climb over this, you're probably going to get shot. You, you, you won't. I didn't actually see any like armed guards there or anything. But that's the impression that it gives you. Like don't fuck up. So anyways, you get to the gate. Boop. There's a buzzer. Bzz, you buzz it. She... Ah, welcome to the fucking Mustang Ranch. Uh, Do you know what you would like tonight? And you say, no, I'm not really sure or whatever. And then uh, she usually just lets you in. I'm not going to lie. Like, to get into the place, it's not very hard. Like, you fucking push the buzzer, they fucking buzz it, and you just go in. It's not like they're doing any checks on you or anything. So anyways, you go in, and it's a strip club. When you get in there, it's a strip club, but it's not a strip club with multiple stages. It's a strip club with one really big stage, and then it goes back, and there's other shit to it. But when you when you first enter it, it's just like your basic strip club that everyone's seen, but instead of there being multiple poles, there's one pole, and it's like a center stage type of deal, and a fat bar. And then behind all of this, like in another section of the house like say you go through like an area of a den or something then that's where they pull up the lineup so at first when you first get there bam stripper stripping bars right there so i went i got a drink we all got a drink and then the the house mom or whatever was like so are you guys ready and i was like i don't know i don't know i was i was saying no i i'm not ready because at the at the time chris didn't have money let's remember chris said he was broke so what josh does is josh goes to the atm <laughs> and pulls out like a like 300 bucks right and then he puts it in again and pulls out 300 more. And he puts it in again. And he does it for all of us. He brought three people. So he busted out 1200 bucks that night. Just Josh. I didn't pay. My buddy Jordan didn't pay. Josh didn't pay. We all use his mom's fucking debit card. <laughs> that pay for him. Just saying. 
it was pretty much free sex. Like, right? It was free sex. So anyways, Josh comes over and he hands me 200 and he says, so what happens is like when you go in there, and this was a couple years ago. I don't know if you can still do it for 200. And once you get further in my story, yeah, like I don't know how much it is to fuck him anymore. All I know is I went in like, 2009, 2010. Kind of good looking. You know? Oh, no, no, no. So, anyways, like I was saying, the lineup. So, we're all ready to go. We all got our cash, we put it in our pockets, we all down our shots or whatever. And then Josh, because he's like a ringlinger, ringlinger leader. <laughs> <laughs> and so he pulls us in and he tells the house mama, and he's like, Yeah, let's do this. And so the house mama pulls us all in and she's like, Welcome to the Mustang Ranch. And here's your lineup. And then there's literally like a buzzer or a bell or something, you know? And she goes, <laughs> And then, boom, literally, a fucking train of girls walks out. White, black, Puerto Rican, Asian, big, yeah, tall. Skinny, it's, yeah. it's, it's anything you can imagine. Beautiful. There was a beautiful girl there. She was like a grand. Chris couldn't afford her. Chris also didn't take her. <laughs> no, the only reason I know that is because one of my buddies tried to take her. Chris is speaking in the third person. I, <laughs> I'm not telling the story about Chris. Oh, Chris is telling a story about himself. I apologize. You guys will learn to love oh, it. I love it. I love it. Anyways, so on, we get into the so so the lineup comes out and because and because of Josh told me he's like when the lineup comes you pick them like don't sit there and debate pick them so the lineups like as they're walking out yeah as they're walking out. Out of the hallway. I've already got mine. She's like the third one in, right? So they're walking out. Bam. Number three, can I you see. Can you describe the good people? Okay. I'm not going to lie. She was white. I'm not a racist. I love all colors. When you, Anyways, have, when you say I'm not a racist, I automatically think I'm a racist. racist. <laughs> well, we're just living in these you days mean, right now. That it's that so PC but that like if I'm saying about, like that she's white, because you asked me your description. So I'm like, oh, well, yeah, she's I'm white. Not, I'm not, I'm Everybody not, automatically assumes that Chris only likes white people. I'm not asking you, okay, <laughs> I, want you, I'm, I didn't ask, hey, who does a successful person look like? And you said white. No, I asked the girl you picked... What did she look like? You don't have to have a qualifier. All right, touche. Like, oh, oh, she's just you no know, white chick, tall or short, thick. Oh, touche. Or thin. It doesn't fucking matter. How big were her tits? What you're right. You're right. Like? Was she toned? Did she have abs? <laughs> okay, so let me get know. to it. Anyways, okay, so What's she, she wearing? Was she wearing a stormtrooper outfit? Oh man, I want to just bring up an analogy for a person that you guys know, but our viewers aren't gonna know. So I'll just uh, I'll describe her. She was about five six. Um, Sexy. Uh, little boobies. I want to say like a boobies. like a like a B cup. Um, pretty face though. Her face was really, uh, it was like, uh, rounded, but not like a, it was like a fat girl face without the body. Cause you know how some fat girls are really yeah, fucking mom, pretty. Uh, sorry, I could name girl, I just 150. She has like a chubby, yeah, chubby face. They're really she's pretty. She's pretty, like she's, that, yeah, she's but they're getting kind of bigger. So, so she had a, just a beautiful face. face. Her face was beautiful. Little boobies, not a lot of mm -hmm. arm fat or anything. Five, six, like my height. But then, like, I picked her just from her face. Because all these other girls were walking out were a little ratchet. Yeah, but they had great bodies. So, like, that was, like, the compromise, you know? This girl also had a great body. It was like a fucking Coke bottle where her butt was a Nicki Minaj shit. But she did have a little bit of uh, tummy. Not like it came out, but there was, like, uh... Uh, I mean, it's hard to describe. Like me, kind of. Like, I don't know. Like not even. Home, I feel like when I say excess celebrities, so the people at home or at work, you lazy fucks. The people at home could be like, "Oh, I know that body type. She's a little thick." It was like Shelly's. 
So who does Shelly relate to? I know. Who does well, Shelly relate to uh, as a as a so superstar? She's, a little, she, she's not like she doesn't have like a pot belly. No, she's just thick. Her she's body, thick. Her exactly. Her entire she's body thick. is a little bit thick. And not thick. The new version of thick in 2016, where fat girls are considering themselves thick. Exactly. She no, she so was you're, probably you're like saying she didn't weigh 284. So definitely not. She probably weighed I'm like, like 160. I'm talking like 145. That's oh, still okay, super. That's fine. Vegas fuck. Anyways, mm-hmm. gray, gray ass. The normal the pudge, the, the normal pudge that girls have is what it was. The normal, it was a normal like build. It was a I normal think it's build. Adorable. But her face was absolutely beautiful, and her ass was outstanding. I didn't even see her ass at first. Anyways, I just saw oh, her face. So the lineup's coming out, and Look you're not allowed. Hair. Uh, brown. It was brown. It wasn't brown. I'm a dark hair. It was, it was dark hair. <laughs> was, she was a brown hair. And so they all come out, and as soon as she's like, okay, the, the mama, she's like, okay, take your pick. Boom, I A-lined it. Like, I was the first one out of the gate. Ah, like, see you guys. Boom, <laughs> got mine. His way. You know, yeah, I used bolted <laughs> my ass out of there. Got mine. And I was like, okay, uh, what happens? And so she kind of just, she, she just took my hand. I was like... So this was, like, the weirdest part of the whole situation is, like, they come out, and you're literally picking a girl for money. It's fucking weird. It's the weirdest experience I've ever felt because they're down for it, and you're down for it, and it's gonna happen. So you literally get to look at all these females, and you're like, pass, pass, oh, you're sick. Like, it, it honestly made me feel kind of disgusting, but amazing at the same time. It was one of the most... <laughs> Con- it was one of the most conflicted times that I've before. ever had. It, yeah, I've never felt it before. As a male, like, we've evolved over hundred thousands of years to try to impress every female we see. And I didn't have to impress her! In All I had to do was give her a fucking tree! The woman just like, sit there and go, I have eight thousand males trying to impress me, which one do I like? That one, I'll have sex with that one. And you're hoping to be that one. And it's such a role it's reversal. It's a role reversal, I mean, yeah, you exactly. You gotta pay out the ass for it, but that's like that feeling. That feeling. That, I kind of want to go to a brothel just to be like crazy. you, yeah. and then be like, I'm sorry, I didn't really want to have sex. I just want. Yeah, talk. you could literally be like, no, I don't even like you, and then go to the next one. Like, it's you like, like movies? So Do you like movies? Crazy. What movies you see? Like, <laughs> I just want to talk. That's yeah. so you go there and try to wife them, right? Like you're gonna get them out. You're gonna get them out of whoring, and you're gonna <laughs> bring them home, like. Sure, yeah. I'm gonna make them feel good about themselves yeah. and leave, never come back. I'm gonna take you away from me, baby. So, anyways, after after <laughs> I, after I pick mine or whatever, it's so fucking crazy. But I pick her, and so we go into the room, and she just like takes me into the room, and she sits me down on the bed, and she's going over stuff like so. Uh, what are the stuff? What are Anal the things trouble. that you like to do? And blah blah blah. But she kept putting uh, her mouth or her finger to her mouth to be like shh, like. Like, whisper, like, whisper it, whisper what you want to do to me. And I was like, so I voiced, I, I, like, moved my lips to her, like, why do I have to whisper? And she was like, because everything's recorded. And if they hear you say a sum, then that's the sum you're going to pay. But if me and you sit here and do our little Ooh, negotiation, dude, she was awesome, then. yeah, she, we do our negotiation, then the house doesn't know what I'm getting, bro, so bro. they can't take my money. That's what it was. She didn't bro. want the house to take her money. And so she, we were quick, whispering everything. Quick shout out to all the prostitutes out there who don't want you to be recorded. Mm-hmm. You're the real VIP. <laughs> she didn't. That jokes. It was an. Sorry, that's cool. I, I feel hacky for that, but uh, whatever. Keep going. So anyways, we're whispering, and I was like, I own 
only have a hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> like I'm like trying to move my lips Sorry, honey, so deliberately. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's not cameras. It's all microphones. Oh, okay. So the whole it's it's like it's bugged, like the CIA or something, you know. And uh, so I whisper. I'm like, I got 125, and she was like, That'll get ya 15. And I was like, Deal. <laughs> 15 minutes? 15 minutes. And of so, whatever? Of whatever. And so no, I said, you, deal. I said, minutes. all I said was deal. And mm-hmm. she said, okay. She, didn't, she, she, she like winked and did a little like Betty boop boop thing with her leg and shit. Yeah. And so she goes, <laughs> she opens <laughs> a fucking, she opens a drawer. Bam. There's a bunch of condoms. Boop. Rips open the condom. Boop. Just grabs my dick. Boop. Condoms on the dick within like a second. It was a millisecond. <laughs> And then she started That's sucking pro. it. Yeah, she started sucking on. it with a condom on. And oh, I just pulled her sucks. head up and I just like did my head like no. And she's like, I understand. And at this point, like we can talk. I just didn't know we could talk. So I'm sitting here fucking whispering stupid fucking oh, shit. Right. Yeah. Imagine, imagine <laughs> like, how creepy that is. Just, yeah. You got your head grabbed. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like the price is already negotiated, you know? Yeah. Everything that she wanted to do was already processed. So now it's just all about banging. And I'm sitting there like, no, don't do that. And she's like, what position do you want first? And I was like, reverse cowgirl. And she's like, yeah. Good for you. That's not a common pick. Bam. And just starts in 10 seconds. going, man. Going. So 15 minutes 15 runs minutes, by. I could finish, recharge, and do it again. Then we try to do it again. Unlike you, Chris was wasted. So Chris didn't finish. So 15 minutes comes around and Chris is still going to town, you know? Boom, boom, boom. And it's literally a buzzer. A buzzer. Bzzz, like a timer goes off. And she's like, and she reaches over and fucking goes like 10 minutes on the timer. And she says, I want more. And I was like... Game over! I win! Like, yeah, game so over! Awesome. Like, like, and she's like, I just want you to finish. I just want you to finish. Okay, okay real I, quick, I time finish. out for the listeners. I've been having sex with regular girls, and they said, no, that's enough. Let <laughs> 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 yeah, alone one who usually charges for time. Yeah, charges for time. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so I, I keep going, and we're fucking banging, and we're just switching positions. Like, it was the... I, it wasn't the best sex from the feeling. The feeling was mediocre because I had a condom on and everything. And she, I'm not saying she was loose. Really? What was it? It was I'm just the mediocre. Condom. No, but this girl blew my mind. I would honestly say, like, my number one, if I had to rate, would be a fucking whore. Literally a whore. And it wasn't because she fucked me. It was because I fucked her good. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was that... Oh, I want you to keep going. I want you to get me up. Dude, that's, that's what almost, made it the best for me. Everything about that story, you walk into a place, you see a girl, you. Yeah, you. Now, they go to the room. She whispers. She saves you money. Yeah. You're not even there. She gives I fucking should have wiped her. Dude, that is just, don't ever think about that again. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, dude. That's pretty fucking crazy. I'm trying to think of a sex story that I have that could top that. Oh, come to play. <laughs> I got some good ones. Uh, right, right. But you know, it's, it was surreal, Not dude. There. That I'm feeling there. that I got that when you're picking them is the cr- like that must be how women feel on a daily basis. But that's the thing is they don't actually feel that because they're so used to it. 
It's such it's a it's, natural. It's, it's like watered down at this. Yeah, no, you're right. And they don't even like, like it how, at how, this point. They don't even like it. They don't even enjoy that they, uh, attention. That's the thing, though. They're hassled by all the guys coming out. Yeah. It's just like the rich kid who doesn't realize that he's had it better than you, and that how the fact that he has all this backing from his parents and the money, all that stuff, he doesn't realize that he has a better advantage. And that just the fact that he can go to college and risk it all on one thing, and if it doesn't go right, he's still okay. Yeah, he's still okay. He doesn't see that as a privilege because he's so used to it. It's the same thing. In that case, that makes me sort of privileged. That doesn't make it okay, you pieces of shit, to go to be catcalling girls. By the way, you're the biggest douche in the world. If you, I've seen so many guys go, "Yeah, what's up?" It's like, dude, how small is your dick that you gotta feel cool by yelling? Do you guys catcall? Hell no, I don't catcall. I've never. I'm a fucking gentleman, dude. And that's what's put us in the situation that we're in is because we're gentlemen. That's what sucks, dude. Is like. People and the girls want to say that there's no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They fucking torch this. I gotta fucking pee again. Look at this. It's already an hour and a half. I told you we would bust out a three-hour podcast, no fucking problem. We're gonna gonna have to split this in a couple of different fucking segments. We're talking about prostitutes. Okay, what were we talking about before all that happened? Okay, so left on the laptop right now is the webpage of IMDb. Um. Black actors under twenty five, and I think that was just a bad search. <laughs> I mean, look up black actors under thirty five, because that they can still play. You know, yeah, because under cats. Yeah, yeah. Like you want a teenager? Yeah, pick a twenty five fucking cunt. But this is totally different. I'm not even gonna this fucking. I think the time now has come to talk of many things, of shoes and ships and sealing wax. Cabbages and Kings. The fuck is that from? It's from Alice in Wonderland. Okay, can you get an education on a thing? So how do you segue from prostitutes to literally anything else? Stevie, can you answer that question? You should do the end of the podcast. <laughs> you the That's like a, the, that's the fitting end. You just want to go home. Dude, I'm so tired. It's like, first day's great, but it's like the fucking, everything's like weighing on me. I'm trying not to beat myself up about the car accident. That sucks. Mm. Yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> Dude, that's... Tell me, I'm listening. <laughs> that's a that's a uh, Fraser I mean, reference I for all you cats out there. Five a fucking hour. I kind of know what the fuck you think. Comedian <laughs> 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 says that. Wait, what? Stevie thinks that the the, uh, the prostitute discussion should be the end of the podcast. The what discussion? I'm like, what can we talk that's better than prostitutes? Oh. The story of the prostitutes is so good. <clears throat> well, I mean, I don't want to edit it. Like, all of this that we're saying, like, I'm going to put all of this in there, and then we'll figure out if we want to try to the edit it. The editing, I'm going to, because I want to play it. At first, yeah, I'm going to, for us. Yes, I will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Leading at the top... The discussion, the discussion I really wanted to have, ladies and gentlemen, was our favorite movies of 2015. Now, when I say favorite movies of 2015, I don't think, uh, I'm not talking about, I rate this movie number one. This was the best made movie, and I think it should win the Oscar for Best Picture. Yeah, we're not talking like Golden Globes or Academy Awards. From character point of view, as a film critic, this was the best movie. No, fuck all that. You have plenty of that. You can go to any fucking place and see that. You're gonna, you motherfuckers are watching the Oscars. Don't lie to me. 
You're gonna see who won. No, I mean favorite. The movie that meant the most to us specifically, and we're gonna try to put it entertaining way. I don't know if we're entertaining. And we would love the fans too. We uh, send us your favorite movie, and then we'll talk about to that get too. A like comments about why. I'm an idiot and my favorite movie was dumb. Exactly. And like, look, okay, and what's yours? I'm going to say something. I don't care what. Everything will be made in my car out there. Uh, to my car. Uh, uh, listen up, we got our... Pay attention to pieces of shit. Oh! Oh, you got a car accident? Where? Dude. If you want to know how to put the car accident, you listen to the podcast. We'll be up in just a few days. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the biggest little podcast. <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah, you gotta talk like that when you're talking to. Her. Anyways, go on about your movie. Our roommate just showed up. We're in our living room. You know, shit happens. You know, we're starting out. So go on and tell the crowd. Really? Because, dude, the book is the fucking. We saw The Martian together. We saw Trumbo together. We saw Star Wars. Trumbo was great. Um, we saw Agent The Martian. The actual book is the fucking debut novel. Interstellar is great. Uh, Andy Weir's debut novel, and he wrote it in 2011, I believe, or something like that, or 2012. But it was his debut fucking novel, and it's, dude, it's phenomenal. It's one of the best books I've ever read in my life. And then it getting made into a movie, I was so. I just thought it was going to be shit. I'm like, okay, I love this book so much. It's going to be so fucking shitty. So I went into it with such low expectations. And I was not disappointed. That's why I really liked it. The problem I have with The Martian is you that you know... You what Martian is your favorite. You love it with Trumbo? Or you no, I wouldn't say it's more my favorite. Okay, so you don't know your favorite. I don't know. I have to re- I'd have to go look at the list of movies that came out. All right. Well, mine. I'll I'll start this conversation and say that mine is Mad Max, and I will say it's because of George Miller, and only because of George Miller. And the reason why is because George Miller recreated his original film, the first Mad Max. He recreated it in modern day times, and that was the movie that he originally wanted to make, not the Mad Maxes that he made before. Those were all like he was trying to do it, but the the technology and everything bound him to what he had around him. Whereas today, he was able to do exactly what he saw in his brain. And I also think that that's why he's not going to do another one. He's not going to do another one because he already created his masterpiece. He created what he wanted to create. He's in his 70s. He's an old man. I think that was like like a perfect goodbye letter. It was like Bernard Hopkins playing Frank Sinatra's My Way. Exactly. His last fight. Like, it was such an amazing, like... Goodbye, suck my old wrinkled balls. And it was such a great movie because, like, of course, everyone's talking about, oh, it's such a great feminist movie. It's a great feminist movie. And it had an amazing, like, that's what's funny. It's called Mad Max. The lead character is Furiosa. Yep. And she was fucking awesome. And Charlie Theron was fucking awesome in the role. The movie was fucking so much fun. Great and, like, just to say, oh, it's a feminist movie, I think, like, just 
takes away from the fact that it's just a fucking amazing movie. I don't even understand why you would bring that whole, like, feminism conversation into the movie. Just because, like, I understand because we're in, like, the PC times. Right. But I don't think it should be attached to it. I think it, it, it can stand alone on its own. I think in, in, in 100 years you'll be able to play it. And that's the Mad Max that the people are going to be playing before the original. I, I gotta say real quick with one little qualifier is that I watched Mad Max twice in order to appreciate it. First time I watched it, um, I had just started dating the girl who was now my girlfriend. And I, like, I took over to the house and my cousin was like, oh, we're gonna watch this. Stevie, I mean. And I was like, oh, we're watching it. And I'm like, I just fucking met this girl. This is not the movie that you watch, a, that you watch when you just start dating a girl. It's like, it's, it was weird. And it was kind of like, uh, and I felt so uncomfortable worrying about whether or not she liked it. I wasn't able to immerse myself in the movie itself and enjoy it. Later, I went on back, watched it myself, and I was like, dude, this movie's fucking, it's just, it's fucking awesome. It's fun to watch. And of course, like, like the fact that, like, in Martin Joe is, like, in his car driving his ass off, sees a guy hanging off a car next to him, and he goes, mediocre! Like, <laughs> favorite line. 2015. My favorite thing about it is that we can have a movie like that that's just straight action, no plot really. There was no need to name that name. <laughs> God, you guys. Anyways, um, my favorite movie of the year, and like I said, I'm not saying it's the best movie ever, just the movie that meant the most to me this year was Creed. Um, I should, like, before I say that, like, earlier in the podcast, Chris said that I love boxing. It's not just a love affair that I have with the sport. I have been boxing myself for about a decade now. No, they finally redeemed themselves from Rocky Seven, which me, was a no, no, this was Rocky Seven. Rocky Six, you mean. Apologies. Rocky, Rocky Five was the worst one, though. I mean, that's, that's besides <laughs> the point, though. Like, hold on, let me finish, okay? So... It's not just, I've been boxing and I love boxing, so any boxing movie, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to see it. And I was actually more excited for a different boxing movie that's coming out, not yet, but soon, called Hands of Stone about Roberto Duran. But I was like, Creed, yeah, I'm going to fucking watch it. I like the Rocky movies, fine. But the way this fucking movie, the way it hit me, like, okay, so there's little things in this movie that are, if you're, a, if you're a fan of the Rocky movies, if you're a fan of boxing in general, there's little things in there. The fact that there's so many little nods and hints to the old Rocky movies. The fact that he's wearing, like, I can't sing and I can't dance shirt, you know? The fucking chasing chickens scene. Like, little things like that. Like, oh, remember the old Rocky movies? Yeah, a little quick little, that was awesome, right? And then there's, like, if you're a boxing fan, there's, like, everyone he fights in the movie is an actual fighter. When he's in that sparring session, he's in the gym, he's like, I'll take anyone you got, anyone you got. They say, all right. The guy's like, I'll fucking take you on. The guy who say, who takes him on is Andre Ward, who, and they get that little stat of his record and the way he's accomplished, and they say, like, super middleweight and light heavyweight champion. That's true. Like, Andre Ward beat everyone in the super middleweight division, became the champ, then moved up to light heavyweight and fought the guy there and knocked him out in 10 rounds. I mean, he hasn't fought recently. Like, lately, he's been having this bullshit with his manager, and he's annoying now. But still, this guy is one of the best guys in the world. And he was in that movie. I was like, that's fine. I remember in the theater, like, that's Andre Ward! <laughs> and then, like, the first actual fight that uh, Michael B. Jordan has is against another guy, Gabriel Rosado, who is a Philly fighter. 
who he plays a Philly fighter in the movie. He actually is from Philly. He's tough as fuck. He always comes to fight. He's fought Triple G, dude. Like, he doesn't always win, but he comes to fight. He has heart, and he's fucking talented. Did, did Triple G knock him out? Oh, no. Did it go to decision? Stopped him. Didn't knock him out. Okay. But, uh, and then, like, the guy he fights at the end is named Tony Bellew, who's actually a cruiserweight in real life. A real uh, champion-level fighter. So I'm like, just those little things. So if you're a boxing fan, you like those. So yeah. I'm not, I really like the movie. But on an emotional level, it fucking hit me. At the core of this film, at its heart, it's the story of a guy who had no real connection to his father. His father, of course, is dead. He had no connection to his father, and he finds his own self-worth in fighting. In boxing, he finds himself, he finds a way to let out all his anger, all his frustrations. He values himself finally. Not just in boxing, but he meets a man who has no relation to him at all, but becomes a surrogate father figure. Dude, that's fucking A man who teaches him everything he knows. In order to, in order to, um, help him along the way, and through that, um, <laughs> it's fucking no, getting no, to me, it's fucking no, getting no, to me. It's, it's good stuff. To, no, it's supposed is, to, exactly. Dude, if, I don't and you know who it. wrote that character. No, I don't even want to say it, because, dude, you have to hear this, like, this is, um, and now I know why you connected with so much, because this is exactly his story, Adney's story. It's Adney's story in a fucking movie. Like, I didn't even realize that. I didn't know. I know, I didn't realize that. I, I'd never seen the movie, so I couldn't put those two together. But this is, like, dude. It's, a, it's this guy who he has no relation to. Just this fucking older white guy, too, which is funny. It's like, he's, yeah, he's not He's even, not yeah. white when it's some white guy just like me. It's like, and he says, oh, you love boxing. I can tell you love this, and I'm going to teach you what I know. And, like, he becomes that surrogate father figure for him. And they become close. And through that, he finds even more, he, finds, he starts to value himself. You see it. He starts to love himself and say, I have something to fight for. And at the fucking end of that fucking movie, when he's about to fucking lose that fight, and he's like, it's the last thing. And he's like, and, and like, Rocky wants to throw him, he's like, let me throw him the towel. Like, he's, and in his head, he's thinking, I let your father die. Like, that's in the character's mind. I let your right. father die because I didn't throw him the towel. Right. I want to now. I want to save you. And he says, don't. And he's like, why the fuck are you fighting so hard? And he goes, I have to prove I'm not a mistake. I fucking cried. I got it. Like, I have to. I fucking cried my fucking heart out when I heard that. Because I felt the exact same fucking way, dude. Hold on. Um, so, did you have a surrogate father? Yeah. So, that happened that hold on. Story, I didn't. I. So, you. I never really knew. Like, I, I knew who my dad was. I saw him here and there. But I wouldn't. I never had a connection with my dad. And all I knew was, like, my mom and everything growing up. And so, I never. Like, my mom had boyfriends and all that shit. But I never really had that father figure. And then I found boxing. I fell in love with boxing. And then my mom started dating a guy. His name is James Till. And he used to fucking box, and when he found out that I loved it, he started teaching me how to box. And through that, he became a surrogate father figure for me. We became incredibly close. Even after they broke up, and my mom moved to a different fucking town, and she's hours away now, like, me and him still live together. We ended up getting a place together, and, like, he was that surrogate father that I didn't have, 
And it was through boxing that I found value in myself. I stopped drinking all the time and doing drugs and fucking up in school. Like, I changed completely as a human being because of boxing, because of this man. So when I saw that in that fucking movie, I was like, that's, I understand. Completely. That's an amazing story, but I think the... So when I saw, when I said, when 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 he says in that movie, to prove I'm not a mistake, and then he gets up and then finally the music plays. The classic Rocky (laughs) fucking music. They did the entire movie. There was no, not even a hint of nothing. They even go up the stairs. I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't even thinking about the music at all. The entire movie, I was into it. So I wasn't thinking about the music at all. All of a sudden, it plays, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Such a fucking connection. And like the fucking tears in my eyes just turned into this fucking, just this jump in my fucking chest. I could feel like like my heart was about to fucking explode. Like alien, and I was like, "Yeah, get it!" <laughs> like that's so awesome. That's what movies that's and this television—that's what it's supposed that's, to do. I, I have never like this. That's year, how you I, know. There's not a movie I can name me that made me that has made me feel like that. Like that can, that type of connection. Oh this no, year, I've had I've, one. I've had no, no. I've had that connection. To movie. I'm saying this year. No, I've had, I've, I've had one. I have one almost every month. It's because of that. It's because of that. It's because of that connection. I'm not like. Of course, obviously, not everyone who sees that movie is going to have a connection. Yeah. It's kind of an outrageous connection. It's going to be very few people that have that. Right. But because of that, because it lined up with my own life in those several ways, it's, it's one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. That's and awesome. It, it means so much to me. That's that awesome. Movie. Yeah, no, I mean, it's such, and a, I'm so it's such a great connection that you could make. Dude, that's yeah. such a crazy and connection. And what's great is that the guy who made the movie wrote and directed Ryan Coogler, he actually thought of that shit when he was a teenager in high school and he was a fan of fucking Rocky movies. And him and was like, you know be cool? It'll be like this. You know, and throwing ideas at each other. Next thing you know, he's fucking making this movie and now he's on the, he's stardom. And now he's signed to make a Marvel movie. He's making Black Panther. And I hope that guy becomes the fucking most successful director of all time. I hope he becomes just the guy who wins a million Oscars because he deserves it. So there's this fucking I love yeah, that right right. So there's this thing on uh, Reddit. Reddit is like the front page of the internet. If you don't know what Reddit is, then you're probably not listening to this podcast. But whatever. Um, on Reddit, there's a forum, and it's for Creed or whatever, and it goes into <laughs> it. And it. <clears throat> so, Ryan, Coolidge, Coogler, Coogler. I apologize, Coogler, Ryan, Coogler. I'm I'm bad with names. Uh, Ryan Coogler came to Stallone. About the character of what was his name again? What was Creed's? Uh, what was his name? Again? I forgot. Adonis Creed. Adonis. That's, the son's, that was his, the son's the... name is Adonis. Michael B. Johnson. I'll just say Michael Jordan. B. Johnson. Michael B. Jordan. It's Michael Jordan, but with the B in the middle. I keep fucking up. I keep. Um, I apologize. Anyways, so um, Ryan came to Stallone and he had the original outline written, and he had Stallone go in there and make edits to the outline to fit the original Rocky. So Stallone went in there as a writer and not as a character or or a director and he completely, not like reformed his script, but he made the details within Adonis heavier and more in detail to create that character because what, I, I read this interview and it said that Ryan hadn't fully developed everything yet and then he went to Stallone and Stallone completely was like, Pfft. 
and laid like a platform for him. Stallone didn't write it, but he just said like, okay, so these are some hints. He's like the fan who says, hey, wait, hold on, you you should add this because that would be cool. And who else and to get it from? Connect it better. This and, connects it better. This and who else to get it from than the fucking guy that wrote fucking rock? I want to take I want to take a minute to really I gotta fucking say this as a bit of an amateur boxing historian. Um, for anyone who, I kind of, this actually has gone along through the internet a lot, and um, there's still, I guess there's still a couple people who don't know this, but Stallone got that idea from a real human being. Was it, um, uh... His name was not Rocky, of course. In the movie they say, oh, you like Rocky Marciano. He's nothing like Rocky no. Marciano. What he is, is like a guy named Chuck Wepner, who in the, this is like right after Muhammad Ali dethroned George Foreman. So Ali was. So this isn't like the height of boxing, right? Like this was pretty big, wasn't it? Like when Ali. This was like like the great. This is like the greatest era of heavyweight boxing, in fucking history. This is like this is after Ali became the hero he is now. His greatest feat was beating George Foreman. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really crazy because the thing that I remember Ali for. I gotta preface that rule really quick. It's Frazier. Ali was undefeated. He was on top of the world. He got the title taken away from him because he wouldn't fight in the war. Joe Frazier became the heavyweight champion. So Joe then fought he, in the war? Then, no. That's the thing. But he didn't get shit because he wasn't a conscientious objector and he wasn't a fucking Muslim. So the white government basically said he's going to represent us. It's a whole... That, that's a what? whole podcast. But like... Anyways, they fought. They were both undefeated. That was like that's the fight of the century. That's the whole thing that happened in 1971. And Frazier beat the shit out of Muhammad Ali in that first fight, right? Beat the shit out of him. And then all, after Ali lost that, he then fought a guy named Kid Norton. And Kid Norton broke Ali's jaw and beat him too. So Ali lost to both these men. Then George Foreman comes along, Olympic gold medalist, running through the ranks, undefeated, and he knocks out Kid Norton and Joe Frazier both in the second round. So like, oh wow, then he's gonna kill Ali. Like, kill. holy shit. Murder. No, but Ali wins. Ali wins by eighth round knockout in the Rumble in the Jungle. The famous fucking fight. Where he used the rope dope You just dropped some knowledge on me, but, but finish Anyways, your point. Anyways, this is after that. So this guy's on, Ali's on top of the fucking universe. And then he's, he does no, he has no challengers really. Like, there's like, he's, he's the fucking man. Like, no, like, so he decides like, oh, let's, let's do a warm up fight with a nobody fighter who's this guy what's his nickname just just like how um apollo creed in the first rocky he's looking through names and he picks rocky balboa based off his nickname the italian Italian stallion that's basically what ali and his people did were all this guy's nickname is the bayonne bleeder he's from bayonne new jersey the bayonne bleeder like this guy's nothing His, his name is chuck wepner he has a fucking hundred losses like this guy not literally but you know just it's gonna be an easy fight the guy doesn't go down. Like, he, like everyone's thought it's going to be a first-round knockout. He doesn't go down in the first round. There's a guy on the second round. He keeps fighting. He knocks Ali down. No. He fights on and on and on. He's just there. And people are like, what the fuck is going on? How is this fucking possible? He ends up getting stopped in the 15th round. But the fact that he made it that far was so insane. Like, Wait, hold like, on. Shit. For the normal people like me and the rest of our listeners, I thought boxing rounds go to 12. Uh, that was something that was instituted in the 80s after a guy named Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Great nickname. Uh, he fought a Korean fighter named Dooku Kim. And uh, it was a lightweight fight. And um, I think it was in the 
14th, there's a brutal, brutal fight, just a slugfest the whole way. In the 14th round, like the opening of the 14th round, Mancini lands this hellish right hand, drops Dooku Kim, and he doesn't get up. Just doesn't. Ten counts Like at all? Minutes are going on. Like he's, he's not like, moving? He's not moving. He's not getting up. Put him on a stretcher, rush him to the hospital. He's in a coma. What? For three or four days, he's in a coma. And then he finally passes and he died. He's dead. He died. He died after that fight. And let me, I gotta say, like, a lot of people don't know this, but deaths happen in boxing every year. You just don't hear about them because they're not big fucking news. People don't want to talk about it. It's kind of like the concussion thing in football. People don't like to talk about the bad part of it. But yeah, there's deaths in boxing every fucking year. This past year, an Australian fighter died. Like, there's a lot of people that die in boxing. And what, yeah, like, the athletic commissions and the organizations still feel like, oh, it was dehydration. He fought for too long. We can cut down on deaths if we cut it from 15-round fights to 12-round fights. Which did help, but it, not enough. So there's still a lot of deaths in boxing. But that's why, you know, Ali, a guy like that, or a guy like Sugar Ray Robinson, or would fight from 15, fought 15 rounds. Now they don't. Sugar Ray Leonard was a big proponent of the 12-round fight. Like, Sugar Ray Leonard fought the first half of his career doing 15-round fights. Um, his first fight with Brito Duran went 15-round distance. Um, his first fight with Tommy Hearns, he won by 14th-round knockout. Uh, but his fight with Marvin Hagler, he insisted that it would be 12 rounds. And he won that fight by 12-round decision. So he had that. But anyways, the point is that something similar to the first Rocky movie actually fucking happened. Yeah, that was real. That was Chuck Wepner showing more heart than anyone would ever like, could think that he would ever have against Muhammad Ali, who many consider the greatest heavyweight of all time. And he lasted until the 15th fucking round. And that's how I was like, Sebastian Stallone wrote that movie based off of that. He never gave Chuck Webber credit, though. Chuck Webber never saw a dime for that movie. He never saw any credit. He got to the point where he was forging Muhammad Ali's signature on memorabilia to make cash. That's how he was making a living before he went to prison. Why don't you think Stallone actually he gave him? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I, I don't... Yeah. Why? I think it's an assumption that you're making in... I just... I don't know. I don't know uh, Stallone, like, personally. So I don't know if he's a good person. But the person that he portrays would be a person that would help someone like that out. Is, is the person that he makes himself out to be. Yeah, image is different, though. I'm not trying to say that Stallone was a bad guy, but it became the, I think it became a, uh, a thing of... Property, he be, The reason he's famous now, he became, that was his first movie. Um, he wrote that screenplay... That's not. He didn't even get famous for writing. He got famous for being an action star. And, no, yeah. so, no. His first bit that was Rocky. Like he was. He wrote that screenplay. He's like, I'm only gonna be in this. I'm only gonna give you this movie if you let me star right. in it. Right. And Rocky was that. That one best picture in 1976. The catalyst. Uh, if Stallone didn't no stay. Rambo. If Stallone didn't stay true to his creativity and who he is as an artist, he would have lost the entire franchise and it wouldn't be what it is today. If they would have cast someone else as Rocky Balboa, I agree with it you. would not be as big. I they think he's were, perfect as Rocky. He is Rocky. Kind of, like, punch strong, or, oh, like, fucking... Yeah, like, the, like I feel like he really, he's like, okay, this guy was, this is an amazing story, but I'm gonna write that character to be more like me, that I could play that guy perfect. Exactly. 
It um, is Sylvester Stallone, and that was who he was besides the boxing, I feel like. Like, that was who Sylvester Stallone. He was a guy who was on the outside who wasn't really getting along with anybody, you know, and he was just this fucking guy. And he becomes know? famous. Yeah, and he becomes famous from his movie. And he wrote, a sh- dude, he wrote so many movies. Like, Stallone has written a fuck ton of movies, directed a lot as well. If you look up his IMDb uh, script screenplays, dude, it's fucking crazy. You wouldn't have assumed the guy would write so much. They're not the best movies, but he's still wrote. <laughs> the man is prolific. Okay, so that's why Creed is amazing, uh, and I agree with that. But now that we finished that, so I got Creed, or Adney's got <laughs> Creed, I got Mad Max, Stevie didn't know who, but there's something else that's on my mind right now. Really? I wonder what could it be. And that's why Stevie acting so weird right now. And he is his mind is somewhere else. So that's what we're gonna delve into right now. What are you doing? What's what's the matter? No, I don't work tomorrow. But I'm just staying about my car. I gotta I gotta skip. Dude, I'm a, I'm the groomsman at a wedding. I gotta skip the wedding. Do, do you though? Okay, let's let's break it down. Where else are we gonna do it? Let's congratulations, Alex Brogdon and Nikki uh, Brogdon. Name dropping. Name dropping. Not gonna call you by. I don't know your real name. He's <laughs> <laughs> like Gutierrez. But congratulations to our friend, our childhood friend Alex. So happy for you, dude. I wish I could make it to that fucking wedding. And she is hot. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't really know Alex. I've met Alex a couple of times, and uh, he's always a really cool dude. And uh, his wife is he's pretty. Bane, he's so a pretty guy. They're pretty. Yeah, they'll make pretty babies. Pretty. Yeah. No. <laughs> agree. Yeah. Yeah, well, you probably shouldn't uh, even yeah, voice that. Yeah, you shouldn't even do that. But what's up? Why Why are you, you're like, uh, you're being all weird right now, no, dude, and I don't like it. I'm fucking pissed off in my car. Bring up episode 7 already. Episode 7. We could bring up episode no. 7. I don't want to bring up episode bring 7. Okay, so you know what's going to get people to enjoy this? That story that you just told is going to give us viewers. I need one from him, and I will give one, too. That's the fucking story. Something Those are the money moments story? right there. Dude, that's what's going to give you a connection. That's what's going to give them a we connection. That's what I was just thinking about actually earlier. Is we have, we all three have crazy backgrounds. backgrounds. We're all going to have to do like a background type of we thing. Because people don't know us, you know? Yeah, exactly. And if you don't know us and you're listening to us, uh, thank you, man. Thank you. And if you don't know us and want to get to know us, uh, I have a website. It's chrismith.org. So um, you can always hit me up on that. And uh, I've had a website. So um, so since Adney's gone and Stevie's uh, kind of preoccupied right now, I'll delve into a little bit of me. Um, I came from a single parent. A good old single parent. And my mom bailed when I was, like, three. I'll just give you the story from the beginning. It won't be too long. Mom bailed when I was three. She's a big old druggie. And then my dad took me. And we came to Reno from Texas. Good old Texas. And we came to Reno. And my dad was always there from when I was, like, fucking, for as long as I can remember, from, like, three till like, 11. And then one day, we go down to this little town that's outside of Reno. It's called Yerington. And my dad just drops me off. And so we're sitting there, we're chilling, and I'm with my aunt, and so I'm with family, so that's good, and uh, I'm with my aunt, and then all of a sudden he just leaves. And I ask my aunt, like, hey, where'd my dad go? And she's like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm sure I'll be back. And she's like, okay, cool, I'm sure I'll be back. A couple hours go by, and doesn't show up, doesn't show up. And then the night goes by, so I spend the night and all that good stuff, and then I wake up the next morning, he's still not there. And at this point, my aunt's like, where the fuck is your dad? I don't want to take care of you. 
And what? I was like, okay, what I the fuck? I did not know this, dude. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, you tell me. Like, I'm looking to her for answers yeah. as she's looking at me. And so my dad just bailed. That's literally what happened. One minute I'm at my aunt's with my dad. Like, for as long as I can remember, it was me and my dad. Like, I remember so much with my pops from the ages of one to ten. Like, they moved to Reno from Texas. His mom bailed on him when he was three. So I'm going to repeat this to my, my thing. Mom bailed on him with his dad took care of him out. from three to 11. And then his dad drives, they moved to Reno. His dad takes him to Yarrington where his aunt lives. Takes him there. She's like, drops him off and then just leaves. And Chris is like, where the fuck did my dad go? He's 11 years old. Probably said, where'd my dad go? And I was about 11. I spend the night. <clears throat> I wake up. No, a couple minutes go by. Dad's gone. Can't find, a couple hours go by. Dad's still looking for his dad. And the night goes by. Wakes up, dad doesn't still. Then you continue So I wake up and dad's not there. Chalene, my aunt, is like, "Where the fuck is your dad?" Like she's fucking mad. She's calling cell phone. She's calling her, his business. And first thing she does, calls work. Hey, where's Danny? Can you guys tell me where he's at on his route? Oh, Danny quit. When? Yesterday. So he literally took me down there to drop me off, and then he bailed. And that was the last time I saw my dad was, oh, like, I was, like, 11. And he bailed until my senior year. I was, like, 17. Um, so he bailed, and my, it was with my aunt. And my aunt already had two kids. So she's raising three kids. She's in the middle of a divorce. You know, she's battling, you know. And so I'm yeah, with her. Sorry, she's a bad yeah, oh, Can she's. Her on the oh, I do agree. I agree. Dude, I think. She, I think she, we hear her story. I, I don't know. Like, I think we could really get some good stuff from her, but I also think that she would sit on here and try to like tell you guys how you should be a Christian. And so, what's really funny about? I really wanted to start going into my story, but now that I'm talking about this, is no, that's all. It's all right. She's a Christian and all that, but whatever. Um, so I'm with Shalene, my aunt. For the next six years, and she's in the middle of a divorce. She gets out of the divorce. She sees another guy. Boom, she gets married to this fucking guy. So we're with this guy, and then boom, she gets divorced. This, this is all within six fucking years, man. And so all this shit happens. Like, I had a really rough upbringing. Like, I, 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 my aunt was the one diamond in my life, and she was the one that has given me all this, like, uh, drive and... Uh, Whatever you might call it. Like, I go to work every day. You know, like, I do what I need to do to pay my taxes. And it's because of Shalene. Because if she can do it with three kids, one of them which aren't even hers, and then she popped out another one with her husband at the time. So she had three kids and me. And then she broke up with her husband. So she was single raising all of us. And I'm a 16 at this time. So if Ryan Coogler, you can make a movie about that. So I'm a hellraiser, dude. I'm not even her kid. Like, I didn't even come out of her vagina. She's just taking care of me. And at this point, I finally realize it. And I'm out all the time. Like, right now, kids don't pat, stay out past, like, 10. I was out at 1 o'clock. It so was my we, sophomore we year, you know. Ever. Yeah. And you guys had parents. Like, she was just, like, <laughs> trying to make sure I didn't die is all she was doing. And then by the time I hit 16, I was so out of control that she straight kicked me out. She's like, I can't deal with you anymore. And my other aunt lives in Yarrington. So she passes me off to my other aunt. I live with my other aunt for six months, and she kicks me out. Six months is what it took my other aunt to realize I was a piece of shit. When you're a 16-year-old kid. Like, on the level... 
six months with you is a little much. I agree. I, mean, I agree. It's hard. <laughs> I, I'm a hard person to love. Your emotions are rampant. Yeah. Fucking rampant. You don't want to fuck everything. Try to fuck your hands. Those hands. Yeah, dude. No, seriously. Now, I, I, I like this is gonna make me seem like a horrible person or whatever. But I'm sitting there jacking off and. Occasionally, they, oh, I wonder what she would look like. I wonder, you know, like it's a shitty feeling to admit, but it is true. Like I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like that. Don't feel bad about that. shit happened. That shit happened. I mean, are you doing? Are you having sex with your relatives right now? No, I've never had sex with a relative. Well, there you go. You're, you're a normal up. guy. You're normal as shit. Are you anybody? So that's a normal thing. Yeah. You guys have done that as well. Feel normal. Just feel normal. When you were earlier. Oh, that's crazy. Just yeah. <laughs> feel normal. Yeah. And I feel like so my dad had got me like trained in football, and so like I said, I was with my dad from like one to ten, and by the time I was ten years old, I was a badass little football player. Like I, I was concussed up, so I was knocking people right. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And so when I get into high school. I was an all-state player from, like, my really? freshman year, and I was a triathlete, and I was an athlete, and I'm fucking 5'8", 150 fucking pounds, people. Like, I am not a big person. <laughs> and uh, I was an athlete, you know, I was a triathlete throughout the whole thing, and then my senior year, when every, like, all the awards and all the, like, congratulates come to you for all the <laughs> stuff that you've done before, you know, it's like when you retire, like, from a sport, you know, so I was my senior year, and then all of a sudden, my dad pops back up, you know, I was oh, really I fucking, shot at, a, at a scholarship, that's, and that's how I felt at first, yeah. and then my aunt, Broke it down, and she was like, no, your dad was sitting there blowing bowls of meth with his fucking crazy girlfriend, and they were just sitting there blowing bowls of meth for, like, five years. That's what he was doing, doing drugs? Yeah, my dad left me for meth. And so... My parents left me for meth. Yeah. Both of our parents left us for meth. Yeah. yeah, His mom just... just Yeah, mom just drank by... His dad and my parents, that's what they did. That's kind of like that was their thing. My parents, our grandpa took us in because of our family doing drugs. Huh. Like, it's the same upbringing. Maybe that's why we connect so much. Because that's, we dealt, we all dealt with the same thing. We, I mean, he grew up in, in hotels Your a lot. Was a he grew up in hotels. I just, I Your grandpa was, must be my aunt then. Because I think yeah, my yeah, aunt is grandpa, amazing. Like, gra- that our that grandpa one family member that was like, you know what? I'm gonna step up. Yeah, I'm gonna step up. And that's exactly what she did. She's so, wait, hold on, let me, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let Christmas finish. Just so I can, like, uh, really develop this whole story and tell you guys how amazing my aunt really is, even though she is a Christian and she's, like, on the deep end right now. But I still love her. Anyways, so. There's I'm no 17. I'm 17 at this point, and my aunt has already kicked me out, Shalene, once, and then I came back because my other aunt couldn't handle me. And so what happens is. This guy breaks down. So we're in a little town of 5,000 people. There's one automotive shop. And so this guy breaks down about 100 miles outside of our our, our town. And so we have to go pick him up. We have like a 300-mile radius on our tow trucks. So we go and we pick this guy up. And he said, this is what he says, and I have to believe him because he hasn't fucking left since he said as soon as he saw her he knew she was going to be the one he married so this guy <laughs> breaks down 100 miles outside of yarrington they go and they tow him it's not the tow driver my aunt ain't no tow truck driver tow driver comes picks him up brings him back to the shop and he comes in and she's the receptionist and he said as soon as he saw her he knew that he was going to marry that girl and then as soon as that day happened he came in every single day monday through friday at two o'clock on the dot she said like on the 
dot this fool is there at 2 o'clock every day from that crash for a month later. 30 fucking days she had to deal with this guy. And at first she was like, I don't want to deal with you. I've got three fucking kids, three of which are mine. And then I got this other motherfucking hoodlum running around that I am taking care of. I I cannot deal with a relationship right now. There's no fucking way. And this guy would not stop. (laughs) Fucking hitting her up constantly there every day. Not calling her, not texting her. He was there at her work at 2 p.m. And it wasn't for like... Take notes, niggas. It wasn't like 2 p.m. to like 5. He was there. Sometimes he would just be like, Oh, hey, I just wanted to see you today. Here's some flowers. And he would straight fucking leave. Two fucking seconds. Gone. Come back the next day. Boom, again. And he just kept doing it. And she said that he was so fucking persistent that she couldn't say no. It wasn't that he was ugly or short or anything like that. She just didn't want to deal with it. And then that he showed that he wanted to deal with her. That nigga thirsty. You get that idea. That's exactly what would happen nowadays. That's exactly what would happen now. Like, this story won't exist anymore. I think this is the cutest story. It's so cute. I've ever heard. It really is. And then a month later... Listen to this fucking... Continue. A month later, she finally fucking... She finally breaks in, and she gives him a date. One date, and he takes her to Reno, and they're fancy, and he and he he, he balls out. He does. That's what she said. Did he take her to La Strada, though, the best Italian restaurant (laughs) there is? He did not, but La Strada is definitely <laughs> the best that Italian restaurant La in Reno. Yeah, yeah. La Strada is definitely excellent Sous because chef, this guy over here named Stevie, Stevie Borghese, kills it. Just go kills there. It. Uh, uh, the only reason <laughs> I have a girlfriend now is because I fucked <laughs> <laughs> I saved a lot of relationships. If you can see how small my dick is, yeah. you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's definitely the food. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, yeah. Dude, right, continue. I love the ending. We gotta end <laughs> yeah, this story. Yeah, keep going, keep going. All right, yeah, no, I'll give you guys an ending. This isn't a cliffhanger story. So anyways, uh, I'm 18 at this point, and this guy is, like, fully immersed in our life at this point. So he's coming around every about two days and we, he's at the house now like the, like after that first date shit escalated so fast like it took him a month to get a first date it took him a week to get into the house you know uh, but he wasn't in the house and he's this guy that's really protected so he doesn't want to come in and like infer like that so i thought anyways he tells her he wants to marry her after about six months. So they're doing this for about six months. After that first month of him fighting and clawing his way through, he got through, he got his fucking first date, and he nailed it. He fucking nailed it. So boom, second date, boom, third date. Now he's coming over to the house. Now he's always fucking here. Now I gotta learn this motherfucker's name because I'm not the man of the house. You know? <laughs> after another month, I finally got yeah. one. Now I gotta learn this. I'm imagining Chris laid up on the couch, feet up and shit. shit I like, this nigga's name. Yeah. He's no. Literal. Two days before the wedding. I guess I gotta learn your name now. Yeah. <laughs> what it is. That's so fucking Tony? good. That's your name? Tommy. <laughs> Nigga, I heard him say your name is Reggie. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking good. I'm taking my aunt out. <laughs> And she says no at first, okay? So he asked yeah. her after about, I think, I think he said it was like three months. He said within three months that he knew that he wanted to marry her. And so within three months, he asked her to marry her. She says no. And he doesn't stop. He doesn't keep asking her the question, but he doesn't stop coming over. Like, like when he asked her, do you want to marry me? And she said no. That wasn't like him being like, all right, deuces, bitch. I'm going to go find another one. That was him yeah, saying, like most of us oh, would be like, oh, not whoa. yet. That's what he said. Oh, you don't want to marry me yet. 
and he's just was persistent. And so after about to be fair, like if you're gonna like if you ask a girl out, she says no, but then thirty more times and finally she says yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. I'm like, not gonna lie, that, trains that you, could dude. be, and that's something that I haven't even brought that's into like, my that's equation. Like a dog that's that like you outside teach. of my perspective. I I didn't even notice that, and that's completely true. And I'll give you that. And then finally, I think I think she said it was like nine months to a year. That she finally was like, you know what, I'll say yeah. And, and, and people that are listening to this are like, oh, you've only known this person for like nine months uh, to a but year like and you're marrying this person. Thing? Every fucking day, she said. Dude, Besides Saturdays and Sundays. He wouldn't come around on the weekends. But Monday through Friday, she would see him like every fucking yeah, day. Every day. Okay, okay. If you work your ass off. Wait, I'm not done. For, no, it's, a, it's a thing. For a year. For a straight year at a job, you're working your fucking ass off, freaking hard, and any fucking buddy there, you got better numbers, you're doing a better job, you're the fucking one at that job for a year? You better get a promotion. <laughs> exactly. You better like, get a fucking you'd promotion. You'd be like, so, so, with that raise. Like, come on, I'm your best guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's the, the best guy. analogy, dude, for fucking, for that Maybe story. Good, yeah. right. I'm your best guy. Let's, no, it's true. Let's finish the story. That's so good. And imagine if you're the other, if you're that, fu- oh, come you on. You've never dude. heard this before. If you're the, if you're the manager, I, I can't if wait. you're the manager and for a year straight, the person who's working their ass off, is coming at you five days a week. I want to talk about promotion. Like, just about, like, every fucking day, you're going to want to give a promotion just to shut him the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. you can live your life. That's exactly right. what she said. She was like, this motherfucker was so persistent that when he first walked in, I didn't even see his face. All I saw was money. That was the mindset that I was in. I was like, you owe me money, bitch. Give me my money. And then throughout this time, the face developed. And then this, this emotional uh, connection developed. Oh, and Yeah, exactly. And so finally, she's letting this dude in after 12 months. And then boom, he asked her to get engaged. And she says, yeah. And the next line he drops is, go build a house. And she's like, what? what? Go build? What do you build mean, go house? build a house? Like, I'm not a carpenter. Like, I work in an automotive shop. And he said, no, I want you to create the house that you think of every night when you go to sleep. When you go to sleep and you're in that house that you're just in, I want you to take a perspective what if, outside. What if it's made of pizza and dreams? He would have tried to make it. <laughs> but just listen. But, but how, she but had this, how the fuck? She had this vision inside of her dome. Now, I don't think it was from a dream. I think what Todd actually did, Todd's my uncle, I shouldn't be... Name dropping right now, but y'all yeah, motherfuckers don't know his last names. Aha. Uh-huh. You've been dropping names all night. Anyways, Todd tells her that she can go build her dream house, and she's so befuddled and just completely blown away at this. You mean this like Ben concept. Affleck at the end of the Batman v Superman trailer when he's all, I thought you <laughs> like that much of befuddled? Uh, yeah. Like that level of confusion and stupidity? Yeah, like, if you're a bad actor, that's what you would compare it to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and um, <clears throat> so then she's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? She, she doesn't understand the question, as is you wouldn't understand the question if you're raising four fucking kids and you're living paycheck to paycheck and this dude just keeps fucking showing up. He's never shown any source of money. He just had a new vehicle when he rolled in. It, it, he's never flaunted his money or anything like that. When he took her out, he took her out. But he, he never was a baller, as you would say in, like, the terms as we use it now. He wasn't flaunty. He, yeah, he, he wasn't he a douchebag. He, he wasn't a rapper. Like, that's all it is. Like, he was, wasn't... He had the money, but he didn't exactly. show it. And so... This is why. He had the it money. wasn't superficial. Yeah, exactly. Check this out. 
And he was like, so he, he tells her, he's like, go build your house. And he, she's like, I don't understand. And he was like, I want you to create a house from the ground up. And she was like, 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 just map it out. And he's like, yes, just map it out. And then I'll have an architect come over and you guys will sit there together. And you're going to tell this architect what you want where in your house. And you're going to create everything. And so she fucking creates her own house, right? Has it all drawn up on blueprints and everything. And she's like, I don't understand why I'm doing this. Like, there's no way you can be this rich. And he's like, how much is it? How much is the house that you built? And she said, well, I want this to be granite. And, and you said to build the ideal house. That's what you said. <laughs> so I built my... So she's sitting there and she's feeling guilty about the whole situation. And she's like, well, you said that I could do, like, do build my dream house. So this is my dream house. And he's like, how much does it cost? How so much does it cost? Spaceship and she was like, I mean, I'm not going to tell you guys how much it costs because I don't know who the fuck's listening to this. And I'm not trying to get robbed and all that. So he says... She says this house costs fifteen billion, and he says no problem, girl, and pulls it out of his back pocket and lays it down. This is an analogy because I'm not trying to get my fucking aunt robbed because people are crazy on the internet. Like it's more than over exaggerated for the sake of the joke. So, anyways, what he tells my aunt is I'm rich. He's like I'm rich, and she's like what? No, you're not. He's like bitch, I'm rich, and she says no, you're not. I'm so sick of niggas lying to me. Because she's a hood rat. She was a hood rat. My aunt was a hood rat. I am black. I have black in me. My skin pigment is not black. So I can't actually say that I am an African American. My grandpappy was full-blooded. <laughs> My grandpappy was full-blooded Jamaican, okay? He was from Jamaica. I know the dude, and he's black as fucking night. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not black as night. So whenever I make this claim, I get a lot of bullshit. <laughs> Anyways. Come on, baby. So she's like, no, you ain't. And she's doing the typical, unfortunately, as racist as it. She's doing that stuff. Like, no, you're like doing the whole fucking wrist thing. Hot, you know? My aunt is hot. Your aunt sounds hot. That's My funny. family is gorgeous. We are gorgeous people, just to let you know. Anyways, okay. Yeah, so she's sitting there saying, no, you can't. No, you don't. And this fool is like, do it. And then so she hits up a contractor. And he says, that's a bad contractor. And he sends her one. Here's the contractor that I wanted you to get. It's like he tested her. Like, what a dick, right? Because she's going to know who to pick, you know? Exactly. And so she, he gets the contractor in. And then he gets the guy that pours the cement. And then he gets the guy that fences. And then he gets this. And he gets that. And he's bringing all these people to her. And she's like, holy shit, this guy might be rich. And then, bam, he buys her a brand new Escalade. Rim, tent, fucking $60,000 vehicle. Cash. Ballered Cash. out. No, well, you can't. Okay, the thing with cash is you can't spend. Yeah, you have to have a cashier's check. But essentially, it was cash. This fool. Oh, I'm not even gonna say. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna say it. Because whatever, we'll say his name. I'm not gonna say his name. He's like, I got my shit under control, and she didn't believe him at first. And then he showed her, and he showed her firsthand. He didn't even ask her if she wanted the Escalade. He just went out, bought the Escalade, put it in her fucking parking lot, and she fucking came home from her job to her house and said, who parks in my fucking parking lot? I'm going to get it towed. You can't park in my shit. This is my shit. Boom. And he was like, no, that's yours. This is fucking mine. 